Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 132 for the week of June 12, 2010. It's our pre E3 show. We're getting ready. It's about two days away. I'm excited. You guys excited? No. No. No, I'm, I'm just pretty kidding. Oh, excited, no. Though. Why would no. we be excited? No, we no. don't want to be excited. We don't want to go. No. I'm, I'm here with show. my entire E3 coverage team. I've got first off Mr. Michael Tidwell. That'd be me. Mr. Manny, Manny Marino. What is your Emmanuel name? Emmanuel Marino. Well, and what makes us Manny you- Marino? Emmanuel Marino. And what makes us your coverage But we team? call you Manny. Why isn't it Manny Marino? Well, I still need official billing to everyone else. Right? Oh, okay. As Emmanuel good. Marino Esquire. Oh. <laughs> Emmanuel Marino Limited. Limited. <laughs> Limited edition. <laughs> no, it's not a co- Esquire is not a company. <laughs> yes, this is the entire team. That's it. It's okay, we though, don't man. Need that many. We're gonna, uh, apparently, gonna, there's not going to be any news, so we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, the news is done before we even land in L.A. It seems so like, it have really you guys matter. been watching the stories this week? It's like everything's been announced ahead of time. There's like nothing left. This is what happened last year. I know. It's like, we, it's E3. Let's, well, we could wait one more week, that, but let's not. I mean, well, they the, all the think why... someone's going to announce something big and then they're not. Well, sort of just get this, get these ones out of the way, you know. These ones, out out, the... these, these ones, like they don't mean anything. These are important stories. They are, but just just clear the decks so that they don't get lost in the shuffle. Okay. So they don't get lost in the shuffle. There's a, there's a big shuffle. But if this you year. announce the entire thing, then you've got the shuffle ahead. Oh come just a on! Week you really think there's no big secrets? No, I don't. I don't secrets. think we're, I don't think there's gonna be anything big that we care about that hasn't that we haven't heard about already. Okay, like you mean just haven't heard? Well, are you including like rumors and speculation? Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get to that story later. Um, it, it, that one story that you linked from Kotaku, that, that might, that, whether or not that's true or not, that, that's the big thing left to show off at the event. Um, All right, because if we're just talking about things that should be there and things that, might, you know, we know are going to be there, but we don't really know all the details, that's something we're getting excited about. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Well, um, I'm Chris Privetier. I suppose I should introduce myself. Uh, we're here. No, no we're RP Gamer, and we are here to cover this stuff for you. So let's get started. You had some stuff to say to us from last week's show, so why don't we cover that now? First off, from Strawberry Eggs, I got a letter where she says, "Yeah, we we had a to- topic last week talking about uh, rare games that you might be proud that you own, and we asked you to send send in yours." And she said, "I can't say I own any games that are particularly rare that I'm really proud to own, but I suppose my most uncommon one is my import copy of Mother Three. So, that's a pretty cool one. I wish I had that and could read it. <laughs> I saw uh, it's that not good enough to just... Japan. Really? Yeah, because um, the old Chris wanted it. Yeah. And so he actually wandered a few stores, and then he found it and bought it. And I don't know if he ever actually played it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a game to just buy. I mean, there's a lot of humor and, and puns and stuff in those games. You don't want to just... You need to Well, assuming you could read Japanese, right? Yeah, and Chris couldn't at the time, so... Chris Kit now, I bet. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Zybek Kata, who said, I had a few games in the day that you just can't find anymore for cheap. I had both Shadow Runs, Dragon Warrior, and a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast, the Xbox, and the PS2. As for D&D Podcast Done Right, with just audio, check out the Critical Hit Podcast. It is the best D&D podcast out there right now. The others are just dull and lifeless. So I want one thing about the Marvel versus Capcom two. Haven't they? Isn't it? Isn't that going to be remade in HD, just like Super Street Fighter HD remix? Smart, it already did. Oh, then it's out. Who cares? You can buy it. 
<laughs> I have a copy of it. You should buy it and we should play. Um, I just don't think it's funny. They're saying, oh, I have some rare copies. You can't oh, get this but anywhere. But I probably bought it on Xbox. Unless you buy digitally online for $10. Yeah, I need so- to play that with some people. That looks cool. And what are we sh- playing? Marvel vs. Capcom 2. HD I'm not good at those games. Oh. Do you have? Did you buy Street Fighter 4? We should all play Super Street Fighter oh, 4. I didn't buy Street Fighter 4 either. Why would I buy a game I'm not good at? So we can all not be good at it together? <laughs> but uh, I could just play other games that I'd need to play. Like, I, I even tweeted that I wanted to finish Final Fantasy 13 before E3, and that's not going to happen. No. Because you okay. didn't even try. You'd need I know, to take it out I kept and play building it. Castles. <laughs> in what? Oh, Lord in, your, in, in Lord of Ultima. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done with that game in like 10 to 20 minutes, you know, in the morning, maybe in the evening. I don't know how oh, you play oh, oh, it so oh. much. I'm done with this game in 20 minutes. What is my score, Mr. Chris? Oh, uh, let's see. Where 15,000 oh, or so. 17,000. Woo! Okay. What's Mikey's score? 50,000. I, I don't understand what that just proved, except that you're very sad. I play more than you. <laughs> yes, you do. And that's my point. <laughs> you don't need to play that much. And I like to. You have two accounts. You have two no, servers. I, I, I actually dropped the one last night. You I'm did? You said, I can't do this anymore? Well, yeah, I thought you had fun stuff like, going on. You need to build, like, four towns in two days. I'm like, God, oh, crap. I don't have time to play two games. Oh, so they were a guild that had requirements. No, no, no. Pioneer is our, alliance, our ally. Oh. And so my main account is building four cities in two days, so I don't have time to build the auxiliaries. <laughs> so just mess with that later. Yes, but this is the one you had a chance in winning on the other server. It uh, like. We have a much we have a bigger chance with this one, I think. What on our server? Yeah. Who's we? Pioneer and Foxhound and um, RPK Alliance. It's gonna oh. be awesome. Oh, I see. Oh, well, somebody should tell me since I'm the leader of the alliance. No, you're not. <laughs> replaced you you replaced me <laughs> that's why i pointed you so you could join us on lord of Artima, lord of <laughs> no Ultima. you can't oh you can't you have to like camp out at the login screen and wait for a spot to open <laughs> wait up wait for one of the lawless that's cities right. to disappear we're on world five it's hard to do and we yes. we're all too busy to do a second world manny join you us. should log in that <laughs> I would help. all the time not oh, do doing you? bad okay. oh okay never mind yeah, like, I have a second city. I, I named it Hill Valley. <laughs> you have two cities. You're doing <laughs> Hill Valley. You should name one Twin Pines or Lone Pine. Oh, call I'll, I'll Lone name Pine. one Twin Pines in the name, and then I'll destroy it, and then I'll, I'll call it Sister Lone, City Lone Pine. Lone Pine. Excellent. Be awesome. All right. Next up, we got Graybrick, who wrote in and said, "A while back, I called in asking for some PlayStation Two recommendations, and I believe Pause mentioned Valkyrie Profile Sumeria. Just wanted to say thanks. I am loving it. Well, I'm sure if Pause was here, she would say, you're welcome. I also picked up Leneth for the PSP because why not? What should I play first? I haven't gotten very far into Silmaria, just far enough to know that the story interests me, and it is gorgeous running in progressive scan. Um, I would think you'd want to play Leneth first, wouldn't you? Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. No. Really? Yeah. Why? They don't, even, they don't even play the same. Oh, and there's an update from our chat room. Michael, apparently Foxhound is part of Pioneer now. What? <laughs> you got to keep up on this, Mr. Holy crap. Alliance leader. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? I don't that know. Well, intrigue happening live on the show. All right. Um, I'm going to recommend going with Leneth first because that's the first game. But I guess Silmaria and stuff changes some of the timeline. I don't know how that works. I haven't played Silmaria yet, and I'm looking forward to it because I like the first one so much, except I'm in the last dungeon, and it's long and slow and boring, and I haven't finished it. So I need to do that. 
The last dungeon in Lenneth is just long. So long. Yeah, well. But it's a long time before you get there, and there's a really good story in between. So it's there right. is. Well, there, except you can't understand most of them. <laughs> Those weren't well translated stories. <laughs> just saying. All right. Bum, bum. Okay, here we go. Clicks wrote in and said, did Michael say he wanted more Fire Emblem series explanations? Oh, you are not going to read this whole I thing. I am going to read this whole <laughs> That's thing. That's a long thing. <laughs> All right, kids, settle down. I've got a story for you about the Yay, Fire story Emblem. story time. After the success of the third Fire Emblem game, Intelligent Systems decided to take a small gamble and adventure off to a new world. The fourth oh. Fire Emblem game, one many fans consider the best, was also the last one with Mr. Yokoi Gunpei, Mr. <gasps> game Boy, among many other products, as producer. The I new see. setting gave the team a chance to experiment with tons of new ideas, creating the forerunner to the modern support system by letting party members of the first generation marry and have children, affecting the party makeup for the second generation. This entry also introduced the concept of class-specific abilities. Lastly, this Fire Emblem was, was fairly story-driven instead of campaign-driven. The fourth Fire Emblem game came out too late in the Super Famicom's life. 1996. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, it wasn't the last to be released on the Super Famicom. Instead of developing a Fire Emblem for the N64, the only major Nintendo system intelligent systems never designed a game for, they made the fifth Fire Emblem game for the Super Famicom and released it in 1999. Now, I need mm -hmm. to, to break here. Um, didn't Fire intelligent systems do the Paper Mario games? Mm, or was that I just the second so. one on the GameCube? Now you're going to make me check, huh? Yeah, because if they did the first back. Paper Mario, that was on the N64, but maybe they maybe they changed teams or something. All right. But, uh, yeah, they made the fifth Fire Emblem game for the Super Famicom and released it in 1999. I'm not joking. Like with the second Fire Emblem game, this was a side story set in the same world and time frames as the epic two-generational tale of the fourth Fire Emblem game. The fifth game is notorious for its difficulty in a series that's proud of its hardcore challenge. This one went beyond the Call of Duty. Deciding to dig themselves out of a niche market, i.e. release a game for a modern system, the next Fire Emblem went portable. To advertise this Fire Emblem, Intelligent Systems had Roy appear in Super Smash Bros. Melee alongside Marth. Note, Super Smash Bros. Melee came out before the sixth Fire Emblem game. As a portable game, a lot of the complexities added in the last two games were removed. This game proved success... Oh, this... Yeah, this game proved successful, and the game was to receive an international release after the success of Marth and Roy in Super Smash Bros. Melee, as shown in the PAL release of Super Smash Bros. Melee, where Marth's game is listed as coming soon. Somewhere along the way, Nintendo changed their minds. Luckily, we finally got one. Unfortunately, the seventh Fire Emblem is a prequel to Roy's story, so we, legally, never got to play the rest of the storyline. The final Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem continues to the trend of being a side story, though this one was a standalone. Set in a unique setting, this Fire Emblem used gameplay aspects of Fire Emblem Gaiden, such as a branch job system and random encounters on the overworld map. The next two Fire Emblems, starring Ike, came out for the GameCube and the Wii. These made use of the complexities lost way back in the Super Famicom days. And that, as they say, is that. Yeah, if I ever cut about Fire Emblem, I don't anymore. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> a good that's series. Harsh. Well, that we was got, like ten minutes, dude. Oh, we got we got some good info coming up on Fire Emblem later that might make you care about it some more. So, okay, we'll see. We'll there you see. Go. We, we'll see. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow. 
All right. Next up is Solo, who said, in terms of RPGs at E3, uh, we were complaining there there wouldn't be any RPGs at E3. Bioware is going to be there, he says, showing Mass Effect co-op. This speculation is due to that hiring position they sent out. Also, Pirates of the Caribbean is an action RPG, so that's something. Also, Fallout New Vegas will probably be there. Probably. It, <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw something saying that Bioware debunked that Mass Effect 3 would be there, as well as Dragon Age 2. So I don't know that Did those they? are going to be there. Who from Bioware said that? Uh, Let me find out, mister. (laughs) Look how prepared he is. I I saw it in passing. It was like saying stuff wasn't going to be there. So it's like, I don't need to report on a negative. (laughs) Oh, you missed one line. My wish list for E3. RPG cast coverage. Oh, isn't that sweet? Too bad it ain't going to (laughs) happen. Oh. Um, well, I don't know. It's up to Chris. Everyone, if you want RPG cast coverage during E3, pressure Chris. Yeah. Well, it's hard to do on the show. What we found is when we got a small team, if we do big, long podcasts every night, um, we don't get any work done. We're not getting any work done anyway. We're partying. All right. Well, we'll figure something out. <laughs> I'll have my portable audio recorder. I'll have a camera. Uh, we'll either do something video or audio or video and audio. We'll figure it out. We'll do stuff. Oh, we, we should stuff with the Rebel Thunder. You need to see Chris's montage from last year. That was pretty good. Oh, did you? you was it, go to go to our YouTube just, account. Oh, go ahead. Go to go. go. YouTube.com slash rpgamer.com. Rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Go check it out. Oh, yeah. We're going to be posting lots of videos. Uh, we'll have... I'll be trying to post pictures of various events and fan events on our Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rpgamer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you'll want to follow all of our Twitter feeds if you want some of the latest info of what we're doing, who we're meeting, what, what we just saw. Um, mine is Rising Sun Tzu, R-I-S-I-N-G-S-U-N-T-Z-U. Chris is... Uh, Sabin1001, S-A-B-I-N-1-0-0-1. Michael is M. Tidwell. M-T-I-D-W-E-L-L. And you can find all these if you go to RPGamer, twitter.com slash RPGamer, and click on the list that says RPGamer staff. Yeah, so if you want, if you actually care what we think about E3, we'll be giving you lots of opportunities to find out. That's right. All right, I, I can't find it, Mike. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't I'd know seen it was... on a different, it, wasn't, it must not have been on one upsite where they said it. Somebody must have twi- Twittered it somewhere. Twittered so it? Tweeted it. Did you see the the official grammar rules say that you can't use tweet in official news articles? I did not. It's not official English yet. So no, we must be So what do we say? Do we say he twatted? Posted on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> I don't think you say twatted. That's yeah, twatted sure. would not be right. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll be getting coverage up. Uh we'll like last year, at the very least, we'll have those little videos like every day. So if nothing else, look forward to that. And maybe I could put the audio from those videos on the feed if you guys don't want to watch them on YouTube. Um, maybe that's something for you. You know, a lot of the smaller podcasts, what they do is uh, they like when they actually go to lunch or dinner, like Rebel FM during last... I, I know I don't know if you listen to the show or oh, not. Oh, we could do a food their... recording, yeah. Exactly. They just went to Denny's and had dinner. And while they were eating and waiting for the food to come, they recorded a podcast. I love, you know, honestly, when Player One Podcast does that, I love those shows. They stopped doing them because they thought people hated them, but um, I actually love them. So it maybe feels we'll very try that. genuine, isn't it? Yeah, Honest I know. And, and you get to talk to the server too and interview them. But uh... <laughs> yeah, so whenever we go to like the that Irish pub or whatever, or I'm sure we'll go to lots. Well, you didn't go out with us much, so hopefully you can do that more this year. Uh, yeah, I hope. Actually, now that you guys are closer to the to Union Station. 
Oh, that'll help. No stalkers. No stalkers. No stalkers. Yeah, it might be help. <laughs> no It'll <stalkers>. be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Because you guys are right next to a train station, so I can just hop off. All right. Next up, we got Throna Dravaris, who says, I'll be looking forward to seeing new info and gameplay footage, hopefully on Deus Ex 3, The Witcher 2, Fallout New Vegas, and Arcania Gothic 4. There's already a ton of info floating around, though, and I'm not really expecting any huge announcements, so I couldn't say I'm hyped for this year's E3. New console info doesn't really interest me, since this will probably be the last generation I actually bother with consoles. Well, um, I think you got one more. What? One more generation before Before consoles are gone? Before the consoles have a chance of really being done, yeah. I just think everyone sounds so cynical about this year's E3. But, you know, know okay. once you actually win the – once it actually starts and yeah. once all the games come out. Manny, the past two or three years, everyone's been very cynical of E3 coming into it. So, I don't know. It's, it's since 06. We're getting old, okay? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's like how many did you E3's been around for plenty of years. There's been plenty of years to be cynical before that. But, you know, it changed. It did change. And ever since then, people have felt disappointed because people don't save up announcement as much, much, and they don't give out as much free crap. (laughs) Is that what it comes down to? Everyone's bitter because we don't get free stuff? You know, I'm sure that most people aren't. Most people, like the people you listen to aren't because they're not there for free stuff. I don't go for free stuff. In fact, free stuff makes it hard to fly back home. I don't want too much of it. Um, And honestly, it's it's, uh, kind of embarrassing sitting down in an interview with a bag full of free inflatable things. Like, take me seriously as a journalist. Here's Uh, my inflatable sword. Yeah. No, that's true. And I don't get the inflatable swords. Why do you get the inflatable swords? That's just weird. You got those at PAX. I didn't take one. <laughs> oh, the Dragon Age. You know, it was wrapped up and it was not inflated. All right. Yep. <laughs> that's the difference. Yep. Well, yeah, because it was supposed to be <laughs> like a I'm not playing giant with condo. my toy right. Yeah, I know. That's the sad part. That's what it looked like. <laughs> I thought it was, it was funny. Disgusting. <laughs> Here's your protection. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, what the hell? Oh, it's a sword. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, Zybek Kata wrote in and said, For E3, I expect a lot of 3D stuff that will kind of work, but not really. And a lot of old people making fools of themselves dancing in front of a camera to move something on screen. I agree mm-hmm. completely with him here. Yes. Also, we see would a lot never of. never do that with anything else. Like, I'm hoping like to get a... videos of us messing around in front of a camera, so we'll see if that oh, works. Um, also, see a lot of games. That's why we got to stick together this year, so I can get videos of each of us doing stupid crap. So Stay together! Instead of splitting up like we seem to usually do. Also see a lot of games that will not come out until after E3 next year, if at all. Okay, you're describing trade shows in general, by the way. Um, And, of course, (laughs) the Great Booth Babe Revolt of 2010. That's what I'm looking for. The The, what? The Great Booth Babe Revolt of 2010. Did I ever tell the story? It was interesting. I don't know. Um, Me and Michael were waiting to play, uh, or I think Michael cut in front of the line to go play the, the, the last Zelda game that came out. And, like, right behind us while we were waiting to get served, it's like, apparently the booth babes, they just have, like, a general hiring call, right? Yeah. Right before E3 comes out. So, apparently, one of the one of the people who's presenting, I don't know what game, what crappy minigame collection in the Nintendo booth, it's everyone, was um, a former reality TV star who was on some crappy VH1 show where her whole role was to be, like, the slutty, excuse me. It's, so, it's pretty funny, too. So, I'm watching Michael play this game, and I'm like, my God, it's that girl from that show who does that thing. Why is she here in Nintendo booth showing out kid-friendly games? If only Nintendo knew what she did with stuff like that, with remote controls like that. Oh. It was terrible. That's terrible. It was terrible. Who said, Michael said that? No, I was oh, thinking you that. You were thinking that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was probably playing the game and not paying any attention at all. No, I just thought it's just so weird that the people you see at those show trade shows, like, apparently, last year, Atlas had... Like some really, really famous bondage porn star play one of their nurses for some reason. Oh, okay. 
That seems like yeah. a waste of money. No one cares. No, I, I don't think the I don't think they actually spent the money. I think she just needed the money and she just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a coincidence then. She just had the yeah, body Kotaku for what they were looking it. for. Yeah, Kotaku like apparently someone from Kotaku recognized her instantly and posted it on uh, their their feeds. I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, why does that person so, recognize her instantly? <laughs> 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 wow. This says a lot about the Kotaku person. All right. Well, let's move on. Next email. Breaka666 wrote in and said, I've been thinking about Kingdom Heart 2's battle system and nitpicking it to death. While it is enjoyable, it's the fun in the same way that destroying a sandcastle is fun. Lots of carnage, little challenge. It's like Dynasty Warriors of RPGs. The, um, and then he goes on to explain the, the battle system. Uh, none of you guys played it, though, did you? Which one? Kingdom Hearts 2. I played like 10 hours. All right, well, to catch you up, he says the drive forms range from slightly overpowered to god mode, the lone exception being anti-form, which can't be activated intentionally, along with healing Sora completely and triggering a magical explosion upon activation. This makes the system act like a bomb and a shmup, except that in most shooters, you get bombs for playing well. In Kingdom Hearts, you get drive points just for playing. Trinity limits grant invincibilities for a long time, with the only consequence being that you give up all your MP. Um, the point is, it, it's, it's a really easy game to play, apparently, um, and I understand the game is made with kids in mind, but proud mode should fix these issues. Uh, what's proud mode? Okay. My question is, how would you all fix Kingdom Hearts? Why Heart would you ask us when we already said we problem didn't play it? Without implementing an S9 deck system, once again, feel free to paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> anybody know what no. proud mode is? I, I'm sorry. I was distracted by Master Chief and what he posted. Mm. Apparently, a home front, you know the THQ game Homefront? You they care so little about Kingdom Hearts 2. We're moving on to an action game from THQ. What is Sorry. How you say? I just thought it was funny what he said. Is that, okay, the THQ game Homefront, they had a, a, apparently a Craigslist calling for attractive Asian women. Are you an attractive Asian woman and free during E3? Wow. You can be at our booth. <laughs> you could. All by yourself. Yay! So I'm sorry, Breka. Apparently we've all moved on from Kingdom Hearts 2. It sounds like it was too... To, I don't know what proud mode is. Maybe that's in the international release or something. But I don't. I don't know anything about it. Sorry. Yeah. I hope it does can... fix it. That make. That'd be nice to play a harder one. I don't think we're the right crew for this. But I, what I can say is that we will play Kingdom Hearts coded and P- Kingdom Hearts PSP, whatever's there. We'll... Recoded on PSP. I don't know that that's going to be there. I mean the DS one. Yeah. Then it was then just announced. Didn't Didn't Square Enix give us their list? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's if on there's the a Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts game Hearts on the there. show, yeah, we'll, we'll, play. we'll we've got news stories on that Kingdom Hearts game later. So let's see, we'll figure that out. All right, Adai wrote in and said, "I just started listening to the podcast recently. Your recent explanations about uh, your recent conversations about games in your collections got me thinking about some old school sprite based RPGs. Those are my favorite. I um, that's me saying that, uh, not him. I wish there would be more sprite based RPGs that went back to the old style gameplay. And it seems." The handhelds pretty much own this style right now. What do you all think about having PSP RPGs or any PSP games working cross-platform with the PS3? Wow, there's a completely different direction from his previous comment. And have the game saves interchangeable between the systems. I would love to play games like Star Ocean First Departure and Persona directly upscaled on the TV. And when I go traveling, I'd be able to continue on with the game on the PSP. I think this would give a nice boost to the PSP and PSP Go as an ideal handheld system compared to the DS. So basically, what happens with PlayStation Classics, but apply it to all PSP games? Mm-hmm. And hopefully come up with a good way of syncing your saves. That would be nice, too. Make it easier. I don't know. I would do that. I would, I would totally love that. That would be great. I would, but I'm just wondering if Sony would actually do that. Yeah. Are they that forward-thinking? I thought they had some upcoming mini-games. <laughs> are, are, they, are they ever forward-thinking? Aren't the mini-games playable on both? 
The minis are, yeah. Yeah, they need to make the save files go back and forth. That'd be a good way to start that. Yeah, but then you actually, then they need to put it in like PSP, whatever, to make the PS3 play PSP games, right? But no, no, like the minis. Since the minis can work on both, start from that platform and start releasing bigger games on that platform. Okay, I see what you're saying. So start from start from minis and maybe eventually work in some PSP guts into the. Yeah, can the PSP does, does can the PS3 run PSP games? Uh, I don't think directly. No. So you'd need to port some code over and all that stuff, yeah, or emulate it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't just do it automatically. If it can do, if you can emulate PS2 and software, you can probably do PSP. I would think. But, so that's what I'm thinking. Is just if so, they have to build an emulator. Would they want to? I, don't know. I think they just go with the platform they already have and just encourage developers to make bigger mini games. But you know, I know that sounds right. weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that would work with sprite-based games just fine, I would think. Yeah. So that would kind of get you what you wanted. It wouldn't give you the Persona experience, though. You know, I wonder. Do you think there's going to be with the 3DS about to come out and all this talk about being as powerful as we are strong or stronger? Do you think we're going to be seeing lots of sprite game, sprite-based games in the I future? I thought you're saying as strong as a GameCube. Not as strong as a Wii. Are you kidding me? The new rumors are as strong as an Xbox 360. Oh, give me a break. No. Hey, that's what I'm telling you. Those no. are the rumors. Well, I guess the resolution's small enough you could do something. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. So do you think we'll be seeing a lot more sprite-based games now that people can actually push some polys on that? Um, no, I think we'll see more polys. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm, it makes me sad, but yeah, I think people move away so from sprites the iPhone. from there. Do you think the iPhone's the last bastion for sprite-based RPGs? I think a lot of people try to do polys on that as well. But, um, yeah, uh, there's plenty of sprite-based games on there. I guess so. Um, I think Flash also has a platform until that dies out. That's a good one for poly- uh, sprites. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have the sales market like an iPhone platform does. It's sad. It sounds like it's quickly going away. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's what I've feared ever since uh, we moved on to the PlayStation. And it's always felt to me like it just moves further and further away. Then it kind of resurges a bit with like Xbox Live Arcade and stuff. I think the big renaissance, like the big uh, comeback was Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Because well, that was like the return of the 16-bit era. Ah, okay. Fair enough. But not all the games were good. But Oh, well. No. But, the, but Golden Sun was pretty. But then again, that was like pseudo-polygons, right? Yeah, the Golden Sun was more 3D. <laughs> <laughs> all right. G-Dog Tuck wrote in and said, My question this week is about in-game music. How important is a solid tr- soundtrack to everyone in their RPGs? For me, I find it an extremely important ingredient to enjoying the experience of a game. The only way I can make it through an RPG without giving up and revisiting it several times throughout a year is to be completely engrossed in it. The only way I find this happens is a good story and a great atmosphere, which is weighed heavily on the soundtrack. Without that kind of immersion, my chances of actually finishing an RPG are slim to none. Take uh, Devil Survivor, for example. Great soundtrack. All two songs of it. That lends itself very well to the game. But since there isn't any variety, I find myself actually wanting to take breaks from it. Lost Odyssey, on the other hand, has a great and varied soundtrack that I find myself completely addicted to the entire atmosphere and overall experience of the game. So all in all, I'm curious on your thoughts uh, to a game soundtrack and how important you feel they are to the overall experience. Um, I, I'm going to start off and say I think it's hugely important. It sets the atmosphere and whether or not I want to sit around in that world. RPGs with grinding and stuff you want to feel like you're there or you want to be there and so if the uh, world is off-putting for me i don't want to be there working on grinding and stuff just the other night i was trying to find another game to play and i found like all the stuff i had um started and stuff just it didn't have the right atmosphere and i was i was really longing for a game that had like a music of the quality of persona 4 or something 
and I really found that I didn't have anything sitting around that I could choose from, and it was it actually kept me from playing a game because I just didn't feel like sitting around in a game um, blowing up cars or anything. I wanted something with a good soundtrack and a good environment. What do you guys think? Uh, I think RPG makers have some of the toughest times when it comes to making music for games because it has to perform two key functions. One is like during the high points, it has to move you through the story, engross you in what's going on. But at the same time, you need music, a lot of music that you can listen to for 20 hours on end and not get sick of it because you're going to be hearing that same track or the same few tracks over and over and over again. So there needs to be that good balance. I mean, I, actually, this is why I often, when I'm trying to study or writing papers or anything like that, I listen to RPG music because it's the kind of stuff that you can just have in the background and kind of push you forward. So, I mean, it's, and it's hard to make good songs like that. Oftentimes, you hear a lot of people talk about how grating this song gets, how grating that gets, but especially for uh, a good strategy RPG where you're going to be sitting on a map, one particular map for hours on end, you're going to really need something good to keep you going. And I think uh, Front Mission was a good example of that. Uh, yep. Oh, Final I, Fantasy I, Tactics, too. <clears throat> Big sweeping scores. Well, there was also the thing that was like, that was one thing I liked to like about uh, the, the Sword in the World mm-hmm. was they just mixed in all those random songs and they had their little jukebox thing. Because you are going to sit on a map for like, eight hours or whatever and you could play with it but they didn't expand it enough yeah those tracks didn't loop very well they got old after you listen to them over and over again and so it didn't work as well necessarily as as no but the the idea was there i mean especially when you do these mmos you're like all right i'm gonna spend the next 10 hours in this uh environment maybe i should do something more interesting than you know the same song that has two minutes of loop hmm but yeah, I definitely agree that Tactics had a good sweeping soundtrack. And But even at the end, it was like what, 70 hours later, you're like, I've heard most of these songs quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Especially- when, you, when you go outside the genre of RPGs, I found that it, uh, it doesn't even need to be music necessarily. Um, just having good sound design and effects. Uh, like Red Dead Redemption, for example, you don't have music most of the time in there, but it feels real. Like the sound effects are realistic and you feel like you're out in the desert. And that makes a difference to the immersion. And I'm wondering, like, uh, Western RPG, Western RPGs have a better chance for doing that. Have you guys found, a, you know, like Dragon Age or, or Oblivion to be very authentic feeling? And the music? And just the, the whole sound Age? process, the whole sound design, when it, even without music playing. Do you feel like you're there, or does it not feel real? I I, I, go ahead. Go first. All right. The Dragon Age is not a good example for me because I just never got into it. It mm-hmm. was like no matter what happened, it was just, I never felt attached to anything. So I would have to go more with like Mass Effect. And there I felt the music just – the music, the sound, you know, because everything was just there. It just – yeah, you got that whole immersive experience. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect is great. It felt so, so – I mean, just opening up the, the galaxy map and that cert, that song that starts playing as soon as you do, it feels like, all right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on the bridge of my ship. I'm ready to go. It felt very sci-fi. Like sort of that iconic sci-fi, that's exactly I, – they capture yeah. that feel great. No, that's a good point. I think point. maybe uh, something like Fallout 3 is maybe like a, how a lot of these games are going to move forward in the future. Very – because since you're in a wasteland, a depressing wasteland, there's not very much music at all. Maybe just some tones and some sounds like coming in with the wind every now and then to highlight certain moments. But oftentimes you're, you're alone and it's quiet, except for maybe when you're getting chased by Supermune or something. So if you do get lonely, if you do want some sound, you have the option to turn on your radio anytime you want to and you have 
three dog and his four songs, or you have Agatha and her violin. So, I mean, it wasn't the best variety, and some of those songs they get annoying, but it, it it felt authentic. I mean, if this was really wasteland, I'm sure there there were only like four or five records this guy could find. Hmm. Wasn't there another game that you had to find music and, and then put it in a player? Um, uh, Persona, I think Persona. Oh no, you could buy CDs and play that at your apartment. I think that's been in a number of games. Uh, yeah, no, there was one you actually like. You went through as you were wandering through people's like houses and stuff. You could go through their music collections and find more things. I, it's, I don't think it was RPG, but still, I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Uh, Master Chief is saying that uh, more games could add custom soundtrack support. But then that just feels kind of weird. I don't I'm want in... custom soundtracks in my RPG. Oh, it's, just, it's, not a, it's not Excite Truck, yeah. you know. I'm, yeah. I'm in the distant future, and I find an iPod on the ground with all my favorite tracks. Yeah, Amazing. no thanks. Yeah, I mean, if I want <laughs> if I want custom soundtracks, I'll put my iPod earphones in. <laughs> I don't need it built. I've never understood why people want it on the console. It's a hassle to get your songs on there. It's a hassle to pick the playlist, and it's a hassle to have it overlap with the game sounds that you know it has no control of the custom soundtrack you you don't know that you're missing sounds that you should be hearing no i don't want that there it's so funny i, I really do have a love-hate thing with the fallout 3 soundtrack because at times i really do get sick of it I get sick of it get sick of it but then at the same time it feels so authentic like yep these are the only songs available to me here i am in the wasteland Mm-hmm. Oh great! I'm gonna do a big long quest now. I can listen to violin music. Okay, better. I mean, if I'm that bored with a game's sound design, you know what I do usually is I just listen to a podcast. While no, I'm but playing. the thing I wasn't really bored. I I don't think I was bored. I started just sick of it, kind of the, in that kind of grungy feel. Like, ugh, I'm you feel so, dirty, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, can I, we have? Yeah, are... Can the apocalypse be over now, please? <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. I mean, they mission accomplished. All right. Yeah. Say that again. Say that again. Michael? Manny? Oh. oh. Yeah, it was you. Oh, I was just... It was just... Um, it was a... I forgot. It was just some comment like, oh, yeah, let's bring back some real music now instead of just the dead world all the time. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm so, sort of, I made a quip, and then I'm like, I don't know. I'm I don't know. Just <laughs> right off my head. Oh my Sorry. Well, let's move on. What let's did move you on. Say? Here, here's here's What's a nice. I'm gonna kick your butt. Here's a nice one to wrap up the written letters with. Uh, Jack Fox wrote in and said, "I uh, just wanted something to say. I want to thank you all and tell you how much I find I and my friend appreciates the work, be it hard or easy, you guys and gals do to get these podcasts out every week and to give us a great website for reviews and things and RPGs. The podcasts are fun, entertaining, and are sometimes the highlight of my week. You all do an amazing job." in my opinion, of keeping the podcast entertaining and at the same time informative despite random tangents into nothingness. Mm, burgers, he says. Keep up the excellent work and have a great podcast. I look forward to hearing it on Monday when I return. Well, I just wanted to thank you, Mr. Mr. Fox, for sending those new nice words in since you... He did it, man. He, you now he did it. Well. He, he reminded me of something that I want to tell you guys about in and out Burgers, but maybe we should say that for another day. Mm. Are we gonna More Burger in Talk? Off? Seriously? More Burger Talk, yeah. Uh, All right. Um, first off, we've got uh, we got two voice responses. First off, an MP3. So let's hit that now. Hey, RP Gamer, this is Blue Man Rule from the forums. I just got to listen to this episode 131, and I appreciate re- actually playing my uh, voicemail on the show. But the major thing I wanted to chime in, I want to say that I love, love, love Michael Tidwell's um, expectations for E3 regarding Miss Walker. I'm a massive fan of Lost Odyssey, and uh, 
Blue Dragon was surprisingly probably one of the RPGs that surprised me the most um, based on the question that was done earlier in the podcast. So I, I really love that. I'm, and I'm really looking forward to hearing something about Final Fantasy Versus 13 at E3. That's really about it. Thanks. Look forward to hearing you guys on the show soon. All right, so there you go. Someone's really excited about Mistwalker. Yeah. Have we heard I'm anything excited. more? I, no, we haven't heard anything, but that would be something that would be nice to show up. All right, so we still think uh, it's something that could happen, but we don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I'm tentatively optimistic. Tentatively but optimistic. Got it. But if it doesn't happen, you know, I'm not going to you know, be sad. I think that, you know, they're really pushing the tall and everything else is going to kind of be like, well, whatever, there's this stuff too. Does it have to be on is Microsoft? Is Fable 3 going to be like... No, it's not going to have to be on Atoll, but I think that's the 360's focus. No, I mean, does Mistwalker have to be on Microsoft? I think so. Because they're doing Wii games. I mean, that's their that's what we know from Mistwalker. They've got that Wii game there, right? Yeah. I still think they would stick with who they had been working with before. They're not going to like go to PS3, but I don't know, maybe. Sakaguchi will sneak in and steal crystal tools and they'll be okay. It seems like the, the big Microsoft RPG is going to be Fable 3. Not because it's just being made by Microsoft. It seems like, here's our shooter, here's our RPG, here's our... So it seems like they got that base covered. Yeah. Yep. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. And then the... Uh... Dang it, there were two parts to that. So it was Mistwalker, and then it was... Um... Blue Dragon, was it, a, this, was it fun? Or... No, 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 because it's still Mistwalker. There was a... My head's foggy, guys, so help me out. Too much cough syrup. <laughs> Whatever. Um... Chat room. What else do you help ask about? That's a chat room, because nobody knows. Archaic sealed <laughs> heat. Silence. Ash? Oh. Yeah. Was that it? Was that, that it? <laughs> What's that noise? It's Manny sending his pictures. Oh. Stop sending his porn, Manny. It's not porn. It's Natal in a nutshell. Natal in a nutshell. Yeah, apparently it was a key sealed heat for the DS, which... That's not going to happen. It's already came out on the DS. That's where it came out. But it's not coming out here. Uh, then how did Brian play it? Import. I don't oh, know. he imported it. From Europe, I thought, right? Was it? I don't know. I thought that was already in English somewhere. I must be wrong. I heard it wasn't that good anyway. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's like, we want it so bad, we think it's better than it is. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I don't think we want it that bad, based on what I heard. <laughs> so, all right, I got a phone call here, so let's see what we got next. Hey guys, it's Blood on these pills again. I just saw Becky's article on uh, E7's Facebook contest about naming an NPC, and my fledgling maturity has led me to want to give them stupid names like, I don't know, Jimmy Gone Squeaking Boots or Dickie McGee or, I don't know, some random cast member from 21 Jump Street. Whatever. But have any of you guys going to get any thought into doing it yourself? Get your names out there? That'd be interesting. Let us know. Bye. You know, it's funny how he says, get our names out there, as if that's not the only thing we think about. <laughs> yeah, first of all, yeah, that's ridiculous. But, you know, the name that appears in the game is not your name. It's the name you come up with. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, everyone should go do that, right? How does that work? I wish I could put my business card and my name on that video game. Call me. 
Yeah, I'm not creative <laughs> enough. I think Jamie Von Squeak and Boots is the winner. That that's what I say. That's <laughs> what I would should use enter and go right with now. that. Yeah, Jamie Von Squeak and Boots. I like it. And good for him for dropping a 21 Jump Street reference. What is, the is that your favorite show? What is the 21 Jump? Oh, that's what he wants to name people after. Yeah. You don't know what you don't remember 21 Jump Street? <laughs> no, I never watched it. Oh, oh it was I guess so you were one of the cool kids in the 80s. It was. <laughs> I was a bit young in the 80s, Manny. <laughs> You have to remember he's so young. And that's, he never watched TV shows. of like... <laughs> I think Manny's younger than me, actually. Awful. Yeah, I but, am younger than you, but I still watched it because it's just terrible 80s TV. But when you go back was. and watch it, the fact that girls were like going crazy for this show, it's amazing. Hmm. Were they? The now that I didn't notice, I, just, I was just laughing too hard every time I watched it. Johnny Depp was in it. I know. Johnny oh, Depp. that's right. He yes, was a yes. teen heartthrob. Oh, he was a cop. But he was so cool and so smooth, he went undercover in high school to catch drug dealers. 21 Jeff Street. Uh, yeah, I do remember. God, I can't remember the story until you mentioned it. Oh, God, that was so bad. That's funny. Uh, Terrible. Oh, but you know something cool from the 80s I want to mention before we forget is, uh, you know, uh, Telltale Games? They're making a Back to the Future game. I heard about that. How awesome is, is that? Is it an dude? adventure game? Uh, it has to be. They don't know how to make anything else, yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be cool. I hope. All right. So um, let's move on to news then, shall we? Mm-hmm. We shall. Mm-hmm. Isn't there nothing coming out? Uh, June 22nd is when the next games come out that we care about. All right. Which is the week Just make after sure. E3. The, uh, the, not much comes out during E3, Michael. I don't know if you've... You've learned that um, over the years. I think the only thing that is not true. Mm. Okay. Did you know that Final Fantasy IX came out <sighs> on the PlayStation Network? Yeah, a game I already played. It will come out on Tuesday. You know what actually comes out on Tuesday? I care about is like a, a set of like three bullet hell shooter games for the PlayStation Network. And it, but it, it's always You're PSN games me. that I care about, and uh, those are the only ones. And I always forget to download them when I come back. You were killing me. I'm going to beat you with a stick. I'm not playing nine again. I, I own have been it. waiting. I, I, I have it. I'll play. Podcast. I put the disc in. How many in... podcasts to finally get to play it? And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to talk about shooters. I'll put the disc into my PlayStation 3. It plays them. I don't need to buy it. I'll be playing. I can play it right there. You can play it right e3. now, Michael. No, I can't. Yes, you have the disc. Wait, 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 wait. You guys are forgetting something very important. Mm-hmm. You can what? put this on your PSP and play on the plane to E3. Nope, nope. You can't. You can play it on the way back from E3. It doesn't come out until Tuesday. Oh. Okay, then. Never mind. So what's the news? <laughs> Alright. First story. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys remember Dungeon Siege? The uh, Let's Be Like Diablo 2, but it's published by Microsoft stuff? Yeah, that was a very Vaguely. interesting... Um, I, I remember Dungeon Siege. I actually liked Dungeon Siege. I thought Dungeon Siege 2 was kind of a... Yeah. Alright, that, uh, that was made by Gas Powered Games. And uh, now, uh, let's see... This is weird. Uh, I don't know <laughs> how Square Enix has a tie to gas-powered games, but the story says that they do. I don't know what that tie is. They are is. the publisher. For what? For done, for We assume the gas-powered games... Well, they, they say there's a previous relationship with gas-powered games of some sort. Was it because of Eidos? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, that would explain. I, I don't know why, but because Dungeon Siege 1 and 2 came out from Microsoft, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, it did. All right. Well, Iodos wasn't owned by Square Enix then. Okay. Whatever. Uh, the point is that uh, this is weird. Um, <laughs> Obsidian is developing the title this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Square Enix will be publishing it. 
So Square Enix and Obsidian are getting together to bring you a PC RPG. <laughs> this is weird. This just doesn't feel Obs- right. Well, uh, I don't know. It's, Wasn't it's being focused. Oh, it's going to be on the PlayStation Three and Three Hundred and Sixty along with PC. And I think it's and it's being uh, no. built it, with controller. It'll it'll be ruined on PlayStation Three and Three Hundred and Sixty, and the real version will be on PC. Let's be clear. You don't play Diablo 2 on the PlayStation 3 or 360. And if it's uh, not uh, a Diablo 2 style do, game, it's not do, a Dungeon Blizzard designed it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. We'll see. This is being designed with the 360 and PS3 in mind with Whatever. the controller. And so is Sacred 2. Yeah, and people like Sacred 2. Yeah, on the PC. Uh, it was Looks good like, on the consoles. Oh, All right, fine, fine. And I, come on, to be fair, to be fair. People, people in the Xbox 360 and the PS3 deserve a game like Diablo 3. I mean, they're not going to get to play Diablo 3. They deserve something like it. Mm. If this could be it, why not? You know what deserves a second chance? Mm, what? Yakuza. I thought it was getting its fourth chance. <laughs> okay, you know what deserves a 17th chance? <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Manny, did you hear this Yakuza news? I heard some interesting things. Some interesting things. Very Apparently, interesting. Yakuza Four is indeed coming to the West. And already not announced. That, already, it's not even out in Japan yet, and it's already announced, right? Or is it is out no, in Japan? Yakuza Four came out. Oh, it's the already day out. In Japan. Yakuza okay. Three came out. That's right. That's right. All right. But we're not as behind as we usually are. No, no. Yeah. But just the most interesting part is they decided not to cut out content this time. I know. Like they, they actually, one of the Japanese guys had to tell somebody at Sega the U.S. say like, "Oh, we're not cutting out the hostess clubs." <laughs> For your you know, honestly, I I don't now I don't feel bad about skipping Yakuza three. Uh, here's a dark. You still secret. need to play Nick's it, not, don't you? <laughs> here's a little secret. Here's a little secret. I mean, Nick might not agree with this. She might be a little sad to hear it, but most of the Yakuza games play pretty much alike, just with minor upgrades. What do you mean? Mo- you've so, played two of them. So, so, you have two sample points. What do you mean, most of them? <laughs> oh come on! I've seen enough of three to know what it's like. You haven't played it. You boycotted yes, I it. Have I played demos and stuff? Oh okay. And believe me, they don't really change that much. It's just upgrades and upgrades and upgrades. And the story isn't Series important? Uh, it is. It's like the key driving force. But at the same time, I mean, if you could have easily skipped Yakuza 1 and just gotten to the, the recap in Yakuza 2, and they would have explained everything. I mean, oh. they did a really good job of catching people up who didn't play the first one in Yakuza 2. Does Yakuza 3 or 4 do that, I wonder? I'm assuming 4 does. And you know, the, the, what I find so interesting about 4 is that it, it breaks the mold a bit. Instead of just playing as one main character, Kazuma Kiryu, you actually have four main characters now. And you get it's sort of like it plays out sort of like Rashomon, and you're like shifting from perspective to see what how the story plays out from each one each person's perspective. All right, I like that. Oh, it sounds interesting. Yeah, so you know this one it seems different enough. It doesn't seem like an up. I think some of the complaints of Yakuza Three was just an upgraded version of the PlayStation Two game, and it was like very much a PlayStation Two game in a lot of ways. Just with you know more mini games, better graphics. You know, that kind of thing, right? Unless so, but this one actually does some new stuff, a lot of new stuff. So I'm interested to check it out. So two things we should mention. One is that it's got a spring 2011 release date window. Um, so look for it next year. And two, still no word on that Yakuza that takes place in the past coming to the U.S. I don't think that's going to come, is it? What? Say that again? The Yakuza takes place in the past. Oh, Kenzan? Kenzan, yeah. At that point, that game is... Three behind that that came up before Yakuza Three did. Did it? Okay, so that's never coming. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to get Kenzo. Mm, but bad. we do. I, I think at this point we do have a chance of getting the PSP one Black Panther. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to change that name. 
it's just not gonna work. <laughs> what if I have a like a panther? Panther like, like a panther. <laughs> well, you know, in Japan, it's the games are called Ryuga Gotoku, which means like a dragon, because he's uh, Kazuma is called the dragon of Dojima. So, so why actually, would it be called like a panther here? Why would it be called well, Black just like panther? the subtitle? Yeah, but the, why wouldn't it call him like? Why wouldn't they use something with dragon in the title? Because he's because it doesn't because uh, the PSP version doesn't have Kazuma in it. Oh, okay. It, it's a completely different main character. So in he's Japan, like, he's like a panther as well. That's the title. No, no, no. But that's why they call him like Black Panther. The Panther yeah. of the backyard. You know, honestly, I've always hated the Yakuza name. It's like the most generic name that you could pick for a game series. It's just it's like gangster, mafioso, drug runner, Farmville. Oh wait. You know, so it's just like such a terrible generic name, but like a dragon, I thought like I had a lot of flair to it. And like a dragon, says, um, burning woo. villagers for the very first time. I don't know what do dragons do. That was awful. Okay, sorry. They hoard gold and kill so bad singers. Generic. That's what they do. <laughs> kill bad singers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of hoarding stuff on your farm, Natsume has announced their E3 lineup. Um, first off is another Harvest Moon game. What do you know? They're still making those. Still. <laughs> Till here, the end of time. Harvest hey. Moon Grand Bazaar. I don't remember anything about this one. It's another Harvest Moon game. I'm sure if Anna was here, you know, she could tell us how Harvest awesome Moon it is. Harvest Moon at this point feels like the Madden of like farming simulations. There's going to be one every uh, year. The problem is Farmville stolen all its thunder. All of it. I mean, who's who's ta- when you're talking about farming, what are you talking about? Not Harvest Moon. Have you seen that video about Farmville? Farmville. Farmville. Yeah, it's a good one. Go, just go YouTube and search for Farmville. It's like the first hit. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that one. Yep. Um, uh, other titles from Natsume. Instead of that Harvest Moon titles for the DS, they've also got a DS Lufia Curse of the Sinistrals. We've talked about that before on the show. As well as Rune Factory 3, a fantasy Harvest Moon also on the DS. So we'll be checking those out at the show. Square Enix also announced their lineups, starting with the third birthday for PlayStation Portable, Dungeon Siege 3, which we just talked about, that's on 360 PS3 and PC, Final Fantasy XIV, which is coming out for PC and PS3, Final Fantasy Four Warriors of Light, that's the next polygonal DS Final Fantasy, and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep for the PSP. Um, that's actually coming out in September. We're finally going to have that. And finally, yeah. Kingdom Hearts Recoded. And uh, what is that, you ask? It's well, a DS game. Yeah. That is an update of the mobile game that used to be mobile only, and uh, it is uh, now being put out on the DS. Uh, is it like a card game, like the GBA one? I don't know what the battle system's like in Recoded. That's a good question. Uh, it doesn't should. look like it. I'm looking at some screenshots. Because I'm thinking, uh, if you play this on a mobile phone, you don't, I'm not sure you'd have the buttons, or would you? I'm to play like a full-on action on screenshots. I don't know what's going on here. I, I don't understand it, but it looks different. <laughs> it doesn't like look card-based been... either. It just looks different. Ugh, it's just... different. I just hate to say it. It just seems like Kingdom Hearts now is like this dragged on series. It was like they had a great start, and the second one was well received. And it's just like then they had what it was Chain of Memories, and it just it seems like it's just they keep trying on these new things. It's like why don't you just go back to what made the first one good and do that? I feel it kind of feels like it's getting mired up in its own BS in a lot of ways. Yeah, key wars and 
hooded people is well that's the thing those are all side games all of them if you just want the main kingdom hearts just play the main series and ignore the rest well, where's Kingdom but they reference, don't they reference the the side? Yeah, they games? do. No, they like, don't. Not, not that not that heavily. But they still do. Heavily. They they definitely talk about. No, the they other don't talk there. about coded. They don't talk about three five eight over two days in Kingdom Hearts two. They did talk well, about no, Chain of Kingdom Hearts right? two came out first. Yeah, they they talked about Chain of Memories, but they summarize it. Well, there's also supposed to be Final Mix Plus we never got. Oh, I see. You can go on Wikipedia. Just play the main series. I don't know. Uh, honestly, the chain of memories is so bad. I wouldn't. Uh, it's not worth it for the story. So. And so, how bad is it? Oh gosh! No, oh, I thought you were No, he doesn't set up like that. You, you have to. Yeah. So we talk about Obsidian doing a new Dungeon Siege. They're of course also busy doing a new Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, um, and they announced something about Fallout New Vegas, mainly that they are going to be using Steamworks. To co- to save your save files, to do achievements, um, do user settings, and all that stuff. So it's full Steamworks integration. So isn't that cool? Getting it on three sixty. Oh, <laughs> apparently not. Apparently, and he's like, no, never mind. So here's here's the thing. Um, that means Steam is mandatory for your retail copy of the PC version of the game, but unlike most Steam type games, you only need it for the initial install. After that, you don't need to be signed on to Steam to play the game. And uh, you don't need Steam at all other than that. Than that, I mean, it's like got to be installed for that integration, but like you don't need to be having Steam running on your PC to play this game. So, yay. Why does that matter? Um, because people don't like the DRM of Steam. Really? Oh, right. Because... Steam's really good DRM compared to a lot, but um, there are people who don't like the idea of having to be online to authenticate their you know that you have to sign into steam before you like can play some of these games sometimes you know but you, but you just have to sign in you don't have to stay logged, logged in right yeah well here you just don't you only need to do it the first time you install it and then you're done you don't even need to be signed in after that how, how unintrusive i don't it's completely unintrusive and uh it's almost as unintru uh, the complete opposite of how the robot has taken over your voice right now <laughs> <laughs> um, as they say, he doesn't even grunt anymore. He's like, I know he doesn't. I it. <laughs> Not only that, they say you can take, you can get rid of the DVD you installed from, and just download the game over Steam after that. So you know it's very convenient. So you know, in fact, if you don't have a DVD drive, just take the CD key from the box, put it into Steam. You don't even have to install on DVD. <laughs> I like that. And uh, we we really really want you to install it we're gonna make it's it like so we're using steamworks easy. but we've turned everything down to minimum please guys please don't be scared please don't get angry <laughs> that's what it sounds like it's the least intrusive experience possible please um i don't know why he's so worried about it and he says uh, this won't have effect on modding moddings will modders will still be able to make and distribute plugins in the same way that they have in the past so don't worry about it um i guess they're doing this because it's different than how fallout 3 was put out mm-hmm but sounds like they're handling it pretty well. Unless anybody disagrees about that. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I disagree. You disagree. No, you do not. <laughs> I have no opinion whatsoever. <laughs> All right, good. All right. Uh, next off, we've got more news about Fallout New Vegas and that the pre-order bonuses have been announced. And that's our favorite part, trying to figure out what's going on with pre-orders. I call BS on this one, man, because like, the only pack that I want, I can't get. All right, well, let's tell them what the packs are. 
Uh, first off, you have the classic pack. Uh, if you pre-order at GameStop, you get an armored Vault 13 suit. You get a Vault 13 canteen. You get a weathered 10mm pistol and five stim packs. Um, next, we've got the tribal pack from Amazon pre-orders. You get the tribal raiding armor, a broad machete, five doses of bleak venom, and ten throwing spears. Next, we got the Steam and Walmart pre-orders. It gets you the lightweight leather armor, the sturdy caravan shotgun, four repair kits, and binoculars. Finally, the Mercenary Pack Best Buy gives you the lightweight metal armor, a mercenary grenade rifle, three super stim packs, and three doctor's bags. (sighs) Yeah, it seems like not a really big story, huh? Oh, it's nice. I mean, it's has some extra stuff. Which one did you want out of there? The caravan pack? Oh, let me check really quick. I'm opening it up. Uh, there's some more it's explanation so of what each one does. Hmm? It's so hard when you just read it. I'm like, oh, that's not oh like let me explain what they do. Like, uh, for example, right. the caravan pack, uh, you get light leather armor. This hand-modified suit of leather armor reduces its overall weight without impacting uh, ability to protect. The, ca- the caravan shotgun, despite its rough appearance, the caravan shotgun will reliably fire 20-gauge shells until the Brahmin come home. So there you go. That doesn't. It looks like the shotgun doesn't wear down. Mm-hmm. Oh, and binoculars. I didn't even know you can get binoculars. Seems like the caravan pack is the way to go, doesn't it? And you can get that at Steam Mart. Steam Mart. At Walmart, Manny. (laughs) At Steam Mart. Steampunk Walmart. Shop Uh, smart. Shop Steam Mart. (laughs) Shop smart. Uh, Let me see the classic pack. That's great. Oh, the canteen sounds pretty awesome. This handy device is used for staving up dehydration and providing a small amount of helium Mojave wasteland. So if you're going to play this game in hardcore mode, it seems like the classic pack is the way to go. Hmm. Because you know you, you don't like, drink water like every like twelve hours you you start to die. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I just get thirsty and it's like no more water. Nah, you drink radiation infested water and then just take some pills. You find. Oh, but the pills are very rare and they have weight. <laughs> they have weight. How much weight? This is where hey, it we, just seems to get too complex for me. It's like, well, you got to worry about drinking. It's like, do I just want to go out in the desert and wander around myself? Is that just going to no. be easier? Probably would be at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be really. Oh, it's like, oh, the good thing about this one, about the mercenary pack, is it has a uh, metal armor. Some, eh, it's just cool metal armor, but the mercenary grenade rifle, although similar to other forty mi- oh, it's just a grenade rifle, but it reloads quicker. Yeah. And the special thing where, with the tribal man, pa- where can people go read this? Kotaku. Kotaku. They have the full breakdown of what everything. Goes. I was just gonna tell you, there's only one pack left. But all, all right, right, all right, go ahead. The tribal pack. The good thing about this one is the broad machete, which uh, this heavy-bladed melee weapon does high damage against limbs and quickly deal out a fury of attacks. So if you want to chop people up, there you go. There you go. If so you I'll be chop, chopping off heads. What store is for you if you want to chop people off? Amazon. Amazon. Chop people off. Cutting right. cut cut prices. <laughs> slashing prices, slashing shipping costs. Amazon is there for you. Do you guys hear about what Bioware said about Natal? That no, uh, it's icky funny. pants. Uh, they didn't say it was icky pants, did they? So here we go. Um, Ray Mizuka, <laughs> Ray, no, Shesuk. I don't know what the Gr- Doctor Greg. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, their last names are too hard. I'm calling Doctor Greg and Doctor Ray. So Doctor Greg said, "I think trying to figure out the meaningful motions, motions that are best to actually enhance RPGs, are interesting. One interesting thing is to imagine Mass Effect with being able to kind of like use certain gestures that uh, could change the conversation or stop it, and you could actually pull your finger and pretend you're shooting the guy for a renegade action. All these things are possibilities. The challenge is how it all fits." together together i personally want to see it evolve beyond
beyond the party game. I actually think it's exciting, but I think that's the interesting thing that's going to start out in familiar territory, very much probably like the Wii did. You look at the Wii, and no one's ever gotten past that initial stage. Uh, then Dr. Ray says, anytime you can remove the barriers to entry from an accessibility or interface perspective, you can engage players on a more deep emotional level. The challenge is finding ways to remove those barriers that doesn't create new barriers, like having your arms get tired from waving the controllers around. Things like that. If you can do that, I think it's a real opportunity. Hmm. I can uh, see that. I could definitely see with Mass Effect 3 doing the uh, interruptions. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really if fun. If you shove your arms forward, you push the guy out the window. Simple oh, yeah. That would be interesting. It's like during the planet scanning, you can move your, use your hands to, to rotate the world. Or maybe sort of you like, take planet scanning out of the game, and then it's fun. Oh, <laughs> well, like I was going to say. Scanning wasn't that bad, geez. I know, but it wasn't fun either. Just, just imagine this in like okay. Natal. You, you, you hold the world in your hand. Well, you hold the world in your hand and you well, rotate it. Cool. All right, so now it's Minority Report. Look at me, rotating the world. Oh, look, I feel, <laughs> I feel rumble from my, you say my that, force but you, feedback how much, gloves. But if there's one game that, where that would make sense is in the futuristic world of Fat Mass Effect. <laughs> you sound like a marketing sheet. <laughs> oh, well, fine. Forgive me world. for one interactivity in the future. <laughs> Fair enough. What was I thinking? All right. So um, we also, <laughs> speaking of people interacting, Square Enix says they're interacting with Hideo Kojima. Yeah. What this, the heck? What is going on here? Metal Gear Fantasy Zero? I don't, what is that? What does that turn into? Something about Sex in the City, versus. right? Hmm. No. It's nothing to, what? The article says since he's been tweeting The article about is a wrap up of the fact that multiple things were said including Yoichi Wada saying there are tons of good single women but why are all the good men married Carrie from the Sex and the City I was able to see the movie at the same time I'm going through the series it's troublesome it's making me think about troublesome games the differences and the strong points of different kinds of media so why Wada related Sex and the City to the game industry I do not my head head hurts why is he watching Sex and the City I don't know I know is this research or is he just really really bored but the real story was that a new promotion with Hideo Kojima set details will be shared at a later date. Hopefully, E3. Let's hope. Probably not. Mm. I swear, if Square Enix announces a Sex and the City RPG, I'm walking out. Who's the dude on the left in that picture? <laughs> Do you know? You guys know dude on, the dude oh, on the right is Kojima. The dude in the middle is Wada. Who's the person on the left? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> oh, he has nice hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Dude, I don't know. We'll push it now. Sorry. <laughs> don't know. Oh, that's terrible. Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Isn't it say right there? Square Enix producer is Shinji Hashimoto. Oh, okay. Thank you. And that's but that's all we know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, mm-hmm. Can you imagine a Sex in the City RPG that no. well, commissions With- Kojima to do? Why are you still torturing us with this thought? Seriously. I, 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 I'm beginning to understand. Stealth relationship action. <laughs> I can imagine. Sneak out before she wakes up in the morning. <laughs> oh, speaking of. I, I can't come up. I can't do that translation. The next Pokemon professor is a girl. <laughs> 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 
Wait, come on, I had some Jackson ideas, but I'm not doing it. You no, I couldn't do it. Were you going to say, speaking of women, you want to see God from in the morning? I know, something like yes, that. Yes, that would have been awesome. <laughs> speaking of women that you could dream about all night, here you go. It's like, you could have done it. You could have so Speaking easily. Wo- Here's a woman I wouldn't want to walk she, out. She, will, just trying to read she will probably be Professor Yu, but uh, in <laughs> in Japan she's Professor Araragi. Araragi. That's a Araragi. I don't know. That's that's hard to do. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, I don't know. Um, Pokemon Black uh, and White also is going to let you upload your save file to the internet. We learned. We don't know what you're going to do with it. Um, could Bad. it be to prevent using hacked monsters in online ranked battles? I would say no, because you could probably intercept the save file and alter it on the way up to the internet. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Hmm. Seems interesting. Uh, any I, more I, I, news I, from Pokemon this week? Well, did you see all the new pictures from the leaked magazine about no. the new Pokemon? No. Um, there was some really, I mean, they're, they're more like generic beasts and things, and then there was the Gears. And it was just like, why gears. are there gears? There's Robo oh. Robomon. Robomon, yeah. It's like there were just two gears. It was like it was like I, I, unknown. Who cares worse. about that? What's what's what else did we learn about Smugleaf? What? Who knows? I want the Smugleaf update. That's all well, I care about. Team Rocket. I think you should. They were still working on that report, weren't they? Yeah, I know. Where's Team Rocket? All right. The first one looks like a real bird, and it doesn't look fake and stupid. Next one's kind of a mouse thing because Pokemon can't have enough mouse Pokemon. Next ones are what the heck? It's a pair of gears. Then weird stuff, weird stuff, and what is that big purple thing that's floating in the air? It's a jelly bean piggy bank. <laughs> it's a jelly bean piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> then they got a weird zebra-like thing that's electric. Yeah. Whatever. An electric zebra. I call BS. <laughs> how, how dare right, you? They already had an electric sheep. Yeah. Is, is that to say it? Like every animal that you can possibly... I don't know. Whatever. Are you Africa's very electric, electrified. What? All these African animals. They're all electric. Okay. It's all electric. I don't know what to well, say that to racist? that. Is, was that racist no, to say that? That wasn't racist. That was just like, what? That, that wasn't even... I, I couldn't even think of what to say of that. It was just so odd. I just don't get it. Like, when I think zebra, I don't think electricity. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, here's, the, here's the problem you have is you're thinking of animals, and they are well past the realm of animals. <laughs> We're into the 500s of Pokemon. They have to come up with some weird Did stuff. Did you guys see that group photo that, they, uh, that was posted of every Pokemon ever? No. No. But I have a Pokemon. Right, I'll find that for you guys real quick. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it can that, be May. It, can be the team it is. It's going to be fascinating. Team Pokemon excitement. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Team Pokemon oh. excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you? Oh, that works. That works fine. So. So yeah. Next story. <laughs> I thought we were waiting for him to find the picture. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what we were doing, but. Uh... <laughs> We're stumbling on Atlas our Atlas wanted to make sure we knew what they were doing, and that is, well, they uh, they they're talking about four games. They don't have a booth, so I guess they're just going to wander around the show floor looking for people interested in talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know what booth they're going to be at? They sharing a booth uh, with someone? I think they, I, we know where it is. We know, okay. <laughs> Let me know at some point. All right, they've got four <laughs> games. Knights in the Nightmare on the PSP, which we knew about. Etrian Odyssey 3, which we I guess we knew about, but this is a big deal, right? 
uh, that it was going to be there is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that it's going to be there. Um, there's apparently a lot of water in this one. Maybe you get to play underwater. I don't know. The Drowned City. Um, Rock of Ages, which is not an RPG. Uh, I don't know what it is. And uh, Trine 2, which is a sequel to Trine. Um, and they tried to make it sound like it's a big sequel. You know, we're going to do something special with the people made Trine. And then it turns out that special thing's going to be Trine 2. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh. Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Works for me. So are you, are you excited about Etrian Odyssey 3? You're going to see it? What are, you, what are you looking forward to seeing in Etrian Odyssey 3? What's going to make it a good demo for you? Um, I am looking forward to them not screwing up the quest. So it's not really the demo because I feel that Etrian Odyssey 3 will play the same as Etrian Odyssey 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. It'll just maybe some, I'd like a new class, um, you know, something different. Because you pretty much had the base of how you're going to make a party every time, and then they tried to make these unique classes, but they were never really strong enough. So you kind of just went back to what you had. So I would rather Uh see more abilities from the new classes, uh, more abilities from the not-core classes that were in Etrian Odyssey 1. And then I just... um, For a demo, you can't really see that much. For the game, I'm hoping that they take the quest system and they totally revamp it. So yeah. I was excited to see that in a demo because they did a lot of things where it's like, you have this quest. You'll be done with it in 30 hours, but it's going to sit in your quest log, and you can only have five quests. So, Ouch. you know, enjoy your life. Oh, that sucks. Are yeah. you hoping it'll be in 3D? No. <laughs> that game would probably give me a headache in 3D, I would think. I mean, I could see it be kind of a, a cutesy thing, but I really don't need 3D in a first-person dungeon crawl. It's not going to add anything to me. Mm-hmm. It's just you know you're still the sprite killing things you've been doing since dragon quest i don't really need that drawn out in any way not to be rude but michael can you see 3d at all no now (laughs) there's a question because i can see i i can't like it will never leave the screen okay that's just not going to happen you can do like perspective if they're doing perspective depth thing like they've been seeing in tech demos i can see that yeah so it's possible. So but the, the I, point where it does like head tracking and you know bases it based off where your head is in position to where you see around corners and stuff that would work for you. And I don't know how many people are doing that. That's yeah. kind of what we're hoping the DS might do, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, if they include if the Kotaku Ryan include a 3D camera, they could do a bit of both, popping oh. out of the screen and going into the screen. The problem is the, the switch off is probably for both and not for just one. That's yeah, true. But- if I can handle, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more worried yeah, about you it. You know, yeah, right. If, if you don't miss point. anything by just only seeing half of that other part of the 3D, yeah, maybe it won't matter. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't, I've got people in the chat room asking me to put up posters of Kirby. Hi, Noodle. I, yeah, hi, Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> you could put another Pokemon picture I sent you. So the reason we we're asking about this is because... Um, Somebody leaked a bunch of stuff from the the D the 3DS. Did you guys see this? I saw it on Kotaku. Yeah. Yeah, on Kotaku, um, they've got an image up that sounds like it, it. It's a mock-up of. Well, that's not really a leak then. Um, this is weird. Well, it's a mock-up, but it's based on what they it's were told. It's based on a blogger. Chinese. Yeah, a Chinese blogger. He put out a sketch. He says to have a 3DS development kit, and he said, "Here's the sketch." And so somebody went to Photoshop and snipped some stuff together to make it look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But this thing's weird. So the bottom screen looks like the normal DS screen, and the top screen's huge. It's like the whole top area of the unit. 
and I guess that's the 3D part of the of the unit. But uh, what the heck? <laughs> it makes sense though because uh, didn't Nintendo register something with the FCC? Uh, dev kit well, that showed off. Yeah, that yeah, showed the can, top screen being bigger, down. but not that big. Hmm. You can lock what down. Oh, well, typically when you release proprietary information, you can lock down typically how, to the FCC. Yeah, I mean that should never have been leaked out to begin with because it should have been marked private. But right. So, so I don't know what's up with that? Trying to yeah, there, there just seems to be a lot more leaks than there used to be, isn't there? Yeah. Apple says hi. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between getting leaked by the FCC and leaving your iPhone in a bar so it can be sold to Gizmodo illegally. Yeah. Pointing that out. Whatever uh, happened I, to that? Well, it's still under investigation. They're actually looking through all the stuff they seized from from Jason Chen, from that reporter. Mm-hmm. You know what? It made me I, really happy. I still to see the a seizure. Go ahead. I was gonna say it would make me really happy to see Brian Sorrente or someone from Kotaku buy a, you know, the sister site to Gizmodo buy a stolen 3ds. Like, <laughs> I think they should just say they did it and don't actually do it. That would just be so funny. Like a week, a couple, a month after what happened there, it's like, hey, we got the 3ds. We got the 3ds. <laughs> <laughs> we paid ten grand for it. Yeah. Uh, I I was just, I don't know, I was surprised. I still think that seizure wasn't entirely legal, mm. but. It's going to be too late. It just means that anything they find won't be admissible. But I'm not sure still... I agree with you because if it was actually an illegal purchase, they got to be able to go in there. Just because you're pressed doesn't mean you're immune to that. But otherwise, well, you no, just do whatever but, but, you want when you're pressed. <laughs> well, yeah, but it should have been seized more in the office and not in his home. He's a blogger. He works from home. It's a home office. Oh, is that how it went? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I where he works. No, office, that's so. that's how he works. He works from home. That was the confusing thing I didn't. Oh, understand. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what these guys do. They get paid for posts from home. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, everything in his house was legally... That's what I would think. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought they had an office. Silly me. Well, they probably do, but, <laughs> you know, office space is expensive. And if you can work from home from on the cheap, yeah, that's what you're Apparently it's expensive so you can buy iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, now, you know what else is expensive? It's when you lose someone in Fire Emblem. It's very expensive to your emotions. You feel, you feel, it makes you feel me down. Sad. You want to cry. Potentially, it's going to keep you from... It's gonna Actually, I just you, get angry and press the reset. But, it's going to keep you from being able to move on with the game, potentially. Uh, don't you hate that? Mm-hmm. And, and everybody wants to keep everyone alive. Nobody goes through this charade of, oh, that person died. Well, maybe one person does. But most people, they you know, no. They, want, they go back. They reload. Like, that's how you're supposed to play the game. Everyone's supposed to live. It's very hard. i got to figure out how to do it the right way. Well, the next Fire Emblem game, Fire, Fire Emblem Mystery of the Emblem, Hero of Light and Shadow, which was announced when, I ask? I don't know. Uh, it seems new to me, but I guess it's about out, it it's out in a month, a so it must have been announced quite a while ago, and I just didn't realize it. It's mm-hmm. a DS re. Oh, this is the remake we have been talking about. This is the remake of the. Oh, clicks. Where are you? The, the remake of the of the second game. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is the remake of the second game without the first game in it. Yes. So permadeath is optional. So you can Yay. choose classic mode if you don't mind losing allies or want an extra challenge. But uh, if you start in casual mode, um, there's no permadeath. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Here's the problem, though. A, part, a lot of the challenge in Fire Emblem is keeping everybody alive. Is this going to really unbalance the game and make it not challenging at all? Some people do play for the story, though, right? Uh, I enjoy the story, but the game needs 
a balance of I I'd well, like to not have the permadeath but still be challenged if that makes do you sense. Think there must be some other penalty though. I hope so. Or or I would maybe the fights are harder. Maybe? I would See th- this is actually what I'm thinking. Oh, it's casual mode. That doesn't make sense. Casual mode, it's going to be easy. And yeah, that's what you want. If you want people to get into the series, you play it casually and say, "Yeah, this is how you could do it and this is great." And you know, you go through it, and people who don't want to deal with the challenge, don't want to deal with the permadeath, don't want to have that, you know, frustration, they just play the game, they enjoy it, they're done. And the people who like, dude, I'm the Fire Emblem purist, I'm going to play it the way I'm supposed to, you know, I would probably not play it in casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I like having penalties, mm-hmm. because it makes me actually try and not just go, oh, well, press X, go here, oh, I made a mistake, whatever. You know? And so, I can see both sides and I think a lot of people who like Fire Emblem the way it is will not use casual and those who don't you know I give it to my friend hey give this a try he's like oh I hate it I die all the time oh we'll play it casual oh hey it's not so bad so it's easier no one cares you're not competing against anyone the best of both worlds I just hope it's not too easy that's all well who cares if it is don't play casual right that's the that's the but I want this no permadeath thing that's one of the worst parts of Fire Emblem. It just makes it frustrating. What, what, what about the tactics games? Have you played the, the tactics advanced games? I, having a three turns before they die thing would be fine. Do you think they would do that? Uh, well, it doesn't sound like it, but that would make me happy. That would be that would be fine for for a compromise. Wait, wait. I thought in no, that was tactics. I mean, well, in I tactics know. advanced. Well, I don't think they there. die at all. Oh, okay. They just stay knocked out for the fight. Um, um, they die yeah. in certain zones. That's right. If you're if you're in the Jags, if you're in the Jags and they die, you don't rescue them. They're gone. Yeah, but so most of the yeah tactics was an, was pretty hard game. Well, it was it had enough challenge, and no one would die from your party there. How did you like uh, the way Valkyria Chronicles did it? How did they do it? I don't you know. had to go rescue them, or else you had to rescue if them. The, in a certain if time the enemies period, got or, them first, they'd be like captured, and if you won or rescued them, I think they'd be okay. How, I don't so, remember them ever being captured. Yeah, I just the remember that, get to them and choose to pick them up. Oh, well, they're I captured they did... as in they're dead. Okay. Oh, so, see, I thought you had X number of turns, hmm. like like tactics, and because I remember like they you know they'd start flashing their X's and you're like they're down they're down and you had a number you of just turns. Just send the medic up it. there, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but. You know, that was the same as tactics with the crystals. You, you know, It's you, okay. You had... you know, it, it doesn't matter. None of us played these games. What? Uh, it, no, Shinji Mikami, he said it. Uh, Japanese oh. RPGs were never really all that popular in the West to begin with. Um, so, it, you know, obviously we never played these games. We didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about we read the full quote before we, pro- <laughs> before, we <laughs> before you take him out? <laughs> he says, I think it is because Japanese RP- This is He was asked about um, the popularity of Japanese role-playing games and how they're on the slide in the West. And he says, uh, I think it is because Japanese RPGs were never really all that popular in the West to begin with. I think the best way of interpreting things is that they aren't getting any less popular. They just weren't very popular from the start. Which, um... Well, remember he says about Final true. Fantasy. If you read on what he <laughs> well, says, no, I right. think that's very true. No, it's not. Um, he goes look on to. S- well, what, he doesn't say anything about Final Fantasy. Well, no, just yeah, look at did. the general sales no. of everything. There's no quote in there from him. The next quote is from uh, Bioware. Mm, give me a sec. You guys talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I look at the sales of 
the JRPGs in Japan and look at the sales they are in North America and they're just a lot lower. It's not they how many times do you see RPGs in the top 10 sales in North America? It just doesn't happen. Yeah, but um we know they got more popular cuz we saw it on our site. They got more popular in what way? There are more of them, but in overall top sales, are they the ones that do you go around and talk to your friends at work about the great late, Michael, greatest Michael, RPG Michael, played? Michael, Michael, Michael. Yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah, yeah. VI did not sell like thirteen did, not even close, even proportionally. Yes, Final but how Fantasy much VII came out and the much? market changed. They got more popular. More people they, got into them. Yes, more they got more popular, them. but are, no one no one said they didn't get more popular. What they're saying is they're still not the be a, be all end all of what sales in North America. I mean, you to look at Dragon are Quest. Are they supposed to be? I don't know if they need to be that in order to be considered popular. Look you at need Dragon. to be the be-all, end-all of sales. I, yeah, you do. I, I feel, That's I what they're like, talking about. I feel like it's like Final, Fa- like the, it's Final Fantasy and Pokemon. And that's, and that's it. it. Mm-hmm. And if you talk outside of those two things, you want to talk Dragon Quest or Shin Megami or uh, Fire Emblem, you know, anything we're talking about today, yeah. and you're talking JRPGs, people are looking like, oh, I don't know, I haven't really tried it. They, I mean, they sell well enough for these companies, for companies like Alice to make money, but they don't touch anywhere like near the top 10 of like anything like Call of Duty or what are the other big top 10 games that we usually see? Nothing like Rock Band. They're not, they don't do anything like Mario or... Yeah, unless you have Final Fantasy or Pokemon in your name and you're a Japanese role-playing game. I mean... How often do you reach the top 20? Why do you need to be in the top 20 to be popular? But that's what, I think that's exactly what Jimmy Jimmy is talking about, okay. though. That kind well, of popularity in sales, popularity of like sort of that brand recognition, the sort of mass market appeal of people on a train that I, you hear, I, and then we're talking about RPGs. I don't know that's that... That's not fun. I see. Uh, I think there's a difference between truly niche and um, mass market, and there's a middle ground there that RPGs can sit in without being problematic and be a lot more popular than they used to be. No? Okay. Right. Yes, you can have that argument. They are more popular than they used to be. And, but, and I think they're getting more. But, po- okay. How much more popular is gaming in general than it used to be? Is so you, I, I see, is I the see RPG, what you're saying. Are, are RPG sales growing at the same or a higher percentage than the overall sales of all gaming? Depends yeah, how far back you go. Because Final Fantasy VII, that they had, a, they took a proportional jump versus where they used to be. But since then, I don't know. Right. I, there, there is that huge jump. But let's also remember that even to this day, the number one selling Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy VII. Okay? You still have to remember that yeah. that was such a big jump. But we have not gone in front. Eight wasn't bigger. Nine wasn't bigger. Twelve wasn't bigger. Thirteen wasn't bigger. Nice, nice job skipping the- ten, by the way. <laughs> ten and eleven. I skipped ten and eleven. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't want to go eight, nine, ten. I didn't want to go through them all, but you know, you get the idea. It's just. I mean, I, I, I feel like we we both can name a bunch of Japanese RPG series that we consider that we here in the RPG gamer community consider popular and high quality that just don't really deliver in sales or like wide wide appeal or popularity. Like, let's go through the list. Uh, Tales. What else do we have? I mean, Tales of Spirit did well, but it wasn't like the big breakout success that it should have been. Or let me see. Uh, how about Michael, this? How about this argument? How about this argument? The the gaming market in Japan is dominated by RPGs. Yes, in in, in a lot of ways. 
but those numbers are still pretty low compared to America. So America has enough to match those numbers and then have other games that go even beyond that. So, I mean, does it really matter? If you can have another thing like Japan and not be there, does it need to be the most popular thing in that other country? Or matching your home country's numbers, is that good enough? I'm not looking for matching numbers because, first of all, we have what? There's a huge disparity in population here. Mm -hmm. So we can't even go with matching numbers. I want to go with... What is the percentage of sales that are RPG? Because I think in Japan, they're just going to be significantly higher than they are in the no, in North America. No, but I think what we've learned in the recent economies, especially with new media, for example, is that we don't need to be in the mainstream to be successful. Oh, we so don't need what to be... does it matter if you're popular or top end if you have enough people to support what you're doing? reaching the subcultures and getting them to buy into your game and to follow in and being veratic, passionate followers. That's the, the important thing here. That allows you to do what you're doing. You get to stay in business. They get to be happy. Why does this need to be? I don't know why this is a thing. Why do we care that they're not popular I, 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 and Shinji's I think, Krista, we're not. I think, Krista, we're not really arguing different points. I just think you're talking about more about the relevance of this because at the same time, like Shinji Mikami is not exactly wrong per se, and he has that interesting perspective of being in the video game industry and working with a lot of these publishers and developers for so long that he has that perspective. What but RPGs has he made? I, I say work. Like I said, it's – come on. He's part of the community. Okay. Like, if, I, I just – this popped in my head. What has he done in the RPG field? Why did somebody ask him this? I, maybe he's just, you know, someone who was mentioning at some other point. Yeah. And they're like, all right, what do you, what do you think about this? And he says something. And like, oh, that would be good. Let's write that down. You know, I don't know. Right, yeah, fine, why, fine. Where big quotes come from don't always really matter. Sometimes it's just spur of the moment. Sometimes maybe it was part of some grand interview. And I mean, this I mean, is just a cut from it. Oh, and I mean, the subcultures do matter. I mean, look at Anime Expo. That thing's gigantic. It's huge. Like thousands of people there, all buying anime, all huge anime fans. But and anime is more popular than it's ever been. But it's like the kind of popularity that is the kind of, the kind of that true huge mass market popularity, like really, really popular. No. Well, people have been complaining about anime popularity actually. That it's all turned anime? into anime. Sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah, anime. Like <laughs> it's going into this hyper cute stuff that people don't like, and it's hurting the industry and all this blah 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 blah. But um, everyone's got problems. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but that was really <laughs> random. <laughs> it was really random, wasn't? Well, you started bringing up anime, and like, well, that industry has its own issues. I know something about anime. Blah. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here, here, let me hear something relevant. Uh, Bioware <laughs> was asked the same question. Here's what they had to say. Uh, this is Doctor Greg. Zeshuk, Zik, Z, uh, no, this is why I call him Dr. Gret. I can't, I can't do it. The fall of the JRPG in large part is due to a lack of evolution, a lack of progression. They kept delivering the same thing over and over. They make the dressing better. They look prettier, but it's still the same experience, which is fine for me because that's what I want. But apparently Bioware disagrees. Oh, well, it's okay. You'll live. No, what do you guys think about that? Is that true? Do you think that's true? Uh, some of the games that reach out there don't uh, like a lot of them don't succeed. What was Resident of Fate? It was sort of just what middling sales. It seemed like no one wanted to try it. Oh, that's the problem. Even... Well, that was Sega, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And Sega marketing says what? Hmm. Games you know, out today. What? What? What game? What game? It's out. Go get it. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, I'm sorry. After Valkyria Chronicles, Sega has yet to actually sell a game in any sort of effort. Yeah, like a single game. They haven't sold a single copy since Valkyria Chronicles, is what you're saying? No. 
They oh, okay. haven't put any effort. I like that one. For the other one. Okay. Yeah, you like that better, Gary. Thanks. <laughs> we haven't sold no, one. <laughs> I, there's no effort. There's there's a cat in an ice cream bowl. There's no um. The, where's the marketing? Where's the oh, sales? Oh, guys, the, guys! It turns out I'm wrong. Master Chief agrees with me, so I must be wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just found it on the chat room. He totally agrees with me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're right. Sega doesn't advertise, and and the people who are taking the yeah, so that's kind of an issue. The people who are taking the risks are the are the low the low visibility companies, right? Right. And they're not getting out there, and people aren't noticing. I mean, I'm sorry, Exceed Atlas, uh, Nisa. They don't have the budgets. Well, here's they... here's a question for you then. Persona did something different with Persona Three, right? And what like, did we see them what? do eventually? Right, right after Persona Three came out, Persona Four is coming out. It's just like this, but with weather. Um, look forward to it, and it's like okay. And uh, don't worry about Persona Five's coming. It's coming. Well, like so, this is our industry kind of rewards not innovating in some ways. Like once you find something, you stop. So those people who were good enough to come up with a new idea, they need to stop and keep cranking out stuff because it's we got to make some money now. That's what I was talking about with Yakuza. Is that Yakuza, Yakuza One, Yakuza Two, Yakuza Three is all a series of of iterations and improvements. Yeah, say, Chris. Yeah. Dragon Quest says hi. <laughs> well, the difference there, I don't blame them because I've seen their sales numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you sell four million, in you know, week, and maybe like, you yeah, should consider not innovating close. at that point. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they they say there was no innovation in in Persona, but there there was quite a bit. They realized like some of the things you didn't like. Oh, no, they refine. That's refinement. That's not innovation. There's a difference. All right, it's like enough. we figured out what was broken in this one and we fixed it. Um, innovating is here's this completely new idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair enough. Though Master Chief points out, but it's okay because Persona's the only one doing it. If everyone else started imitating them, that's when somebody needs to move on, is what he says. Do you guys agree with that? All I know is I want my Heavy Rain RPG. Or heavy my Rain RPG. RPG. I, you know, I, what I really like the idea of, and they brought it up on Weekend Confirm, is using the Heavy Rain engine and just telling new stories. Just using it as a as a storytelling platform. I'd like to see some of that going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's get away from engine design. Oh, man, Wasn't that what uh, Disgaea Infinite was supposed to be? Yeah, I'm actually interested in Disgaea Infinite. I might do that. That's yeah. what New Vegas is, right? Just telling another story within the same universe? Well, I mean, the yeah, same but engine. it's still got all the gameplay. Uh, and the Heavy Rain was supposed to be more like a cinematic presentation exp- ability for its engine, right? I think so. But no, you're right. The same concept is applying. Like we're taking something that's already out there. We're not wasting our time on that, and we're p- making a better experience for you, the gamer. So that's a good idea. No, I think that's good. Okay. And that's what modders do. They're good at that. The good Especially ones, are, yeah. On the PC mods. You know. Oh, speaking of people, who've been modding a system for far too long. Um, there's a big Dreamcast community out there. They love this this little box, which is weird because I found the Saturn, in my opinion, it has more cool stuff to be obsessive about. But there's still this nice Dreamcast community to the point where they released new games on it, like Luminous and, and such. And, uh, well, um, I don't know how this is going to affect them, but it sounds like they're not going to need to keep their old consoles anymore if they want to keep playing their games. It's uh, yeah. all you say. Yeah, Sega confirmed that Sonic Adventure and Crazy Taxi will be re-released this fall on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Um, 
they they've enhanced both titles with modern features such as high resolution visuals, surround sound, trophies, achievements, online leaderboards, making me feel really get, glad that I picked up Crazy Taxi at Midwest Gaming Classic. Oh wait, not so much. Um, <laughs> and there'll also be some stuff that we're selling in the digital marketplace. We're excited to begin offering games, our beloved Dreamcast titles, again on the con. Blah. I botched that quote. There are a few things that are more requested from us than making Dreamcast classics available for download in today's digital marketplace. We're very excited to begin offering gamers our beloved Dreamcast titles again on the current console systems. There we go. That's what he said. So The floodgates are open. Yeah, what else is next? How long until uh, in How Shenmue? Until- <laughs> <clears throat> no. Uh, Jet Set Radio would be the next one, right? You think? Yeah, that seems obvious, but I really want it. Skies of Arcadia and Shenmue. And maybe Shenmue 2. I never got oh, to play go Shenmue 2. Go get the GameCube 2. version of Skies of Arcadia. Yeah, go get Skies of Arcadia on GameCube. Don't yeah. wait well, Why not? I mean, what's the problem? Because Easy, it's better accessible. on GameCube. Why wouldn't I want it just it, so? They, fixed, they made it better on They GameCube. fixed a lot of things. They It's not just a port. They actually changed it. I know, I know. They they added some new legendary quests. They reduced they, the, uh, reduced um, the encounter, encounter rate, rate too. Yeah, so. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just released Skies of Arcadia Legends on on what, port it to to the game uh, if they're upgrading resolutions and stuff maybe you know it'd be I, really I, funny I you, you guys you know it'd be really funny if they were using the bleem engine to do this <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> we ported the bleem engine to ps3 and 360 and now you've got your high res dreamcast games woohoo <laughs> yeah i i, I Master Chief in the chat room points out, how about some Saturn games like Panzer Dragoon Saga? I'm like, I totally agree, but it's a pain to emulate, so it's never going to happen. Hey, I'm just grateful these, these, some of these good Dreamcast games are going to live on. Hopefully we'll see some some of the rare... Oh, now that it seems like every console has a microphone, or at least and, and the ability to get a microphone easily, see some Seaman. Seaman 2. No. Why not? No. Ten bucks, I say yes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Can I, yeah. Okay, well, uh, next week is E3. Uh, what are we looking forward to? We talked about what we're looking forward to last week. Um, uh, events in it, particular? It, well, right. yeah. yeah. Well, when are you guys flying out? Um, I'm flying out Sunday morning. I, I think I arrive like early Sunday afternoon. Um, so you... What are we going to do? Are we going to meet up with our fans who, who didn't get back to us? <laughs> meeting up have a tweet up. <laughs> when is the E3 tweet up? I, I missed that. Which? The official E3 Expo Twitter. Twitter. I think uh, it starts Adrian Tuesday morning when the show opens. No, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone come to the convention center. <laughs> I'll have to go through her, uh, her tweets and find out. Because I want to do that this year. I miss that. Okay. Um, All right. So on, on Sunday, well, here's a couple Michael, here's news for you. Tweet ups aren't that awesome. No, but I want to meet her because I didn't meet her last year. Mm. Okay. On Sunday, there's a couple events. Uh, there's that Kotaku party, that pre-E3 party that everyone goes down to. <laughs> like, yeah, Manny's not looking forward to any of the actual parts of E3. He's he's he looking forward to the, the Kotaku party. party. The there's a VG charts party. <laughs> well, we're still doing the VG one after the baseball game right oh that's right we're doing that monday night yeah <laughs> and you're expected to be up early tuesday morning to go to the gym yeah no problem wait you're, gonna, right. you're gonna go to the gym on tuesday There's morning a... before the conferences before e3 yeah i want to i want to work out the party morning. that same night he's nuts he's nuts dinner? 
You're gonna be up yes. for like 17 straight hours. You know that, right? No. Not even. I, I don't mean like up awake. I mean on your feet for 17 straight hours. So. And he's gonna I run for half out. an hour in the morning. It's a fast walk, and yes, I want to do it for half an hour. So I just get the cardio out of the way every morning. What cardio? You're you're doing exercise all week. You are uh, walking all day long. You know it why makes he wants me. To do this? He has to. All right. Do no, you know why I do said. this? I'll tell you why. Oh wait, wait. You, first, right, Manny. No, first, no, Manny. I want to hear. Manny, the, I want to hear the wrong I reason. Hear the why. Yeah. I know exactly why. So you can eat as many sliders and have as many vodkas and. Uh, exactly. At, at the Bethesda party. It's going to be guilt-free uh, binging. It's going to be like, oh yeah. That's not really how it works. You don't really balance it out that quickly. But okay. No. That's okay. It's okay. The, is, the mechanical bull will get out the rest. That's right. <laughs> Fortunately, I usually get too drunk that I can't get on the bull by the time I want to get on the bull, so it's okay. But no, the real reason is it's because, and this is going to feel strange, and you can you shake your head or whatever, but after I do my cardio, I have more energy than before. It just starts my morning. Okay. So I just think and be like, yeah, let's go, 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 and I'm going to be much more higher energy because usually I get to E3 at like 10, and I'm just like... Man, I'm so bored. When's lunch? Blah, blah, blah. And I just feel this is going to give me more upbeat, and I'm going to get more stuff done at the show by doing my exercise in the morning. So there you go. A sound body for a sound mind. Yay. I think it's the – I think working out in the morning is the trick. Show how these people always are like these these high energy, always go, go, go people. I think that's their key right there. And it sounds weird because you're like, wow, but you're using all that energy. But it Michael, just gets started Michael. going. They're on drugs. I have one key they question. They get stimulants from their doctors. <laughs> they're on anti. They're on antidepressants and or ADD medication. They just well, keep I have plenty going. of that too. I can yeah, just you use don't that. take it. You haven't taken it in years, so don't give me that. Probably, probably you you guys me. aren't asking the most important question. What's the most the important, most obvious, question, important question? What is Are you that? bringing your poker walkers? No. Yes. <laughs> Why not? I have enough crap. You, you're gonna see the bag I had to buy to carry. It all doesn't crap go in your bag. It goes in your belt. I don't wear a belt. Think of the watch. What do you wear? Yeah, I don't think I wear a... nothing. I'm going to E3 oh my... naked dude, this year. I, I can't wait. I'll be like E3 at Poco Walker tags, and I'll be like, dude, 15,000 steps in the first three hours. It'll be awesome. Why does it matter? I got enough to do without playing with a stupid Poco Walker that doesn't help me at all in the game. It doesn't it help me at all in, game in real life. catching flying and surfing Pikachus. Yeah, I already did those. You have those oh. all? I don't know. Are we gonna go? Before I forget, are we gonna go see Leonard Nimoy and sing karaoke with him? <laughs> what? Leonard Nimoy is demoing U Star Two, which is a uh, puts you inside the movie game, and he's singing karaoke in it. That just sounds wrong. Yeah, he's there for like two hours or something. We were wondering how that, how much he got paid for that. Because you. All right. So yeah. <laughs> any LA listeners? You can meet us up at the Kotaku party or at we the We're too cheap party. to have our own party. I love it. <laughs> right. If you want to come back to our hotel room, we're staying at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know. You guys are going to say that. No, we're not. <laughs> sure, well, we are at the Miyako Inn. Stalk me. Creepy. I don't want to be stalked. No one's going to stalk us. Nobody cares enough. Not oh, so yeah. oh, we're at the Fair Miyako Inn. Um, big deal. We're staying uh, next to one up. The one up guys are sleeping right next to us. So, no, they're not. I didn't know they that. They have the next room over. 
Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to get the stalkers to come out. Come on. I'm trying to One Up usually stays at the Figaro. We were at that last year, and we found it was, um, while conveniently located, not that fancy of a place. It's vintage. It's vintage, yes. And it is, it is fancy vintage. It, it could kind of be romantic vintage, but um, for... You That's know, what I want for E3. People trying to share vintage. rooms and do work at E3. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the good thing about the Figaro, too, is I think that's where IGN has their party. Mm-hmm. Downstairs in the yeah, lobby. Well, it's funny that most of the nights there was a party or something in the in the pool area. Yeah, none of which we were invited to. And Stephen Tillo just what? sitting in the lounge on his phone and looking party? at us like we don't belong. What's up with that? Manny? Because you were sitting there staring at him, Manny. <laughs> I was not staring at Stephen Tillo. <laughs> Manny. Yeah. Yes? I went to the IGN party. I was invited. You were... I see. <laughs> <laughs> Michael had a contact. I had a contact, and I actually spent most of the night with the Atari representative anyway, because she was more fun than anyone else I could talk to. Reed, she was more hot. She was more drunk. More. <laughs> she was pretty funny. Anyway. Was she, was she going like, oh, my God, you guys are so funny. You're so cute. No. No, we were just... No, it wasn't because that's just stupid drunk. No, she would just you would say things you don't normally say because you've had a few drinks and it was great. That's how the, I, like, I've always said the business in video games doesn't start till the third drink. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, Activision Party is going to be pretty good this year. I hear uh, Eminem is going to be there. Jay Z, uh, Nerd, uh, a bunch of rock bands. I can't remember. That just sounds lame. They're all going to play. Hey, it's live entertainment. All right, guys. So here's here's what's going to be at E3 next week that okay. we should actually care about, like RPGs. Deus Ex 2 or 3. What is it? 4? Deus Ex. The next one. Human Revolution. Um, Fallout New Vegas. Golden Sun DS, probably. Xenoblade, most likely. Um, Dungeon mm-hmm. Siege 3, maybe. I don't know if they're actually going to show it. Are they? Oh, I guess that was on that list. So, yeah. Star Wars The Old Republic. That seems like it would make sense to be there. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. This thing was a PAX. And recoded. Lord of the Ro- uh, Lord of the Rings War in the North. We'll be there. Yep. And that hack and slash. That should you already fun. know that's gonna be there because GameSpot already had their exclusive. I know but... because you've been working on it. Shh. We don't mention <laughs> Yeah. I I I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, we need three people to play the demo, so I guess we'll all be going and then I'll just not write about it. <laughs> you need three people. It's a co-op game. All right, that's okay. None, none of us will write about it either. That's what we do at E3 nowadays. Oh, Hunted yeah. the Demon's Forge. Uh, I don't know this one at all. We've we've covered it on the show, and I can't even remember. So it's um, melee combat, RPGs, nature, whatever. So I'll have to try that out, see what it's like. Death Spank. Um, this is the Ron Gilbert one. Uh, I didn't realize this was like an action RPG. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I skipped this at PAX and I shouldn't have. Death Spank, it's like an action RPG with a guy who did Monkey Island working with Hothead Games. So that, look, that looks fun. And uh, someone picked that up, didn't they? It's going to be on... Uh... Who picked up Death Spank? That was announced recently. THQ? Was it THQ? Okay. I don't know. I'm throwing a name out there. Don't throw... <laughs> Obsidian. Uh, don't... <laughs> Did you mention 14? <laughs> EA. EA picked up that sink. So what? Picked up what? EA, oh. EA Partners is going to do it. So. Oh, right. I think that was news. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I said. It was a while back. 
whatever doesn't matter dragon quest 9 is that actually going to be there yes nintendo oh yeah we did have say it that. there okay nintendo will uh, have it there right right i was like why that, wasn't that on the square enix list because it's, like, it's, it's not square enix's game even though they did all the work for it oh, i feel so bad for them. no i think they yeah, like that willing like they're gonna lose they? sleep at night yeah i think that's a good thing for them they wanted nintendo to do that didn't they Probably. <laughs> Final Fantasy. You saw what they did with the bus, Mike. You didn't want that happening again. We didn't need Dragon another Quest tour bus. Dragon Quest bus, please. <laughs> Dragon Quest bus. You just want to see the Dragon Quest bus. Final Fantasy Ooh. 14, uh, we'll be seeing that. Yes. Fable 3. Because we haven't seen it yet. Not. <laughs> yeah. We'll be seeing it more. Fable 3, DC Universe <laughs> Online. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Armada of I, the I, Damned. I don't know I don't anything about everyone's this excitement about DC Universe Online. I just, I think we've had you the haven't played it. Thing. You didn't bother playing it. I don't care. Yeah, play I, it and then tell I me. I was you don't teased care. with the Champions Online, and that just turned out to be kind of boring. And the Cat Girl Ranger was not very interesting. And I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of bored. That's all. All right, play it. All I right. think it's because I can't design anything. Play with crap. it. What do you have to design? Yes, sir. you don't need to design anything. They had a pre-made hero for you. Right. I wanted to design my own girl thing. Goodness. That, no, don't do that in Champions. That'll take you forever. Um, it did. Pirates of the Caribbean, Armada of the Damned. I don't know this one at all. Action RPG in Pirates of the Caribbean world. I need to try that. Probably going to suck. Well, yeah, because nobody suck. knows anything about it. So we've got to try it out and make sure it sucks. Final Fantasy IV, The Heroes of Light. Oh, Final Fantasy The Four Heroes of Light. Yeah, I'll let you guys play that. I was so unimpressed with it at TGS. We have two hours with Square Enix. You will play it. Yeah. APB right. All Points Bulletin PC. Is this actually? No, this is just an MMO. It's not an RPG. There's a difference between MMOs and RPGs and MMORPGs. I think this one isn't actually an MMORPG, so we'll have to see. Valkyria Chronicles 2 for PSP. The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. I, I, I'm going to play Valkyria Chronicles 2 and let you know if it's the same demo from TGS. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be interested in seeing. Oh, um, Okami Den's going to be there. Okami Den. Oh, that's not even on here. Um, Okami then, and Pokemon Black and White. Yo, that's funny. Yeah. It's like how many games on this list I already played at TGS. It's like it takes that long to get out here. <laughs> the last story for the Wii is the last one on this list. This is a Kotaku list they put together. Um, so no big surprises that we have forgotten about, really. <laughs> and that's why I'm hunting. hoping that there will be stuff there that will surprise us, because right now that list is small. Yeah. I mean, I'm, what was it? It's big enough. If you, this is the list, we could actually do a good job covering all these. <laughs> we wouldn't have to... It wouldn't be too hard. I know. Hard. <laughs> I remember when there was like eight of us, and there were still 75 RPGs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we did, you just couldn't keep up. Yeah. yeah it's and like so, five per person, right? At this point. That's what we were... Yeah. 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 And no, it, when it was that way, because we were trying to get double impressions, it was 15 per person that week. And that is a <sighs> lot of writing to do in three days. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I would love to see it. <laughs> I love that you just offer that. I didn't do it. <clears throat> I've gone to eat uh, for years, and I've never done my writing. I am Chris Privateer. <laughs> I right. want to see a 3DS RPG. That's what I really want to see. Like, to, blow, to make us care at the site, show us a nice... I'd be impressed. Like, even, I don't know, Golden Sun something. Is Golden Sun first party Nintendo? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, second party. Who makes it? Intelligent systems? No, can't. No, it's not Camelot. Camelot, it? right? Is it, yeah, it is, is Camelot. it Camelot? Wait, they're yeah. making a non-golf game. They made the first two. 
why do you think Mario Golf was such a great game? Is because they had those. RPGs. I know, and we're wondering what happened to Cam- Camelot. Stop making good stuff. They stopped making stuff for like a long time. Well, oh, then Shoma has it down. Golden Sun 3DS. There you go. No. <laughs> Wait, was there a Golden Sun two? Yeah. Yes. No, but that wasn't two. Just the the broken off half of the first game. No. Yeah. No, it was the second yes. half. No, the, it was it was broken, it was off. broken off into two pieces, and that was the second piece. All right. So did they did they actually label it Golden Sun two? Yes, and it's yes. it is a sequel. It's not you know you, you start out the game playing like finished... a different character, I believe. <laughs> no, no, you finish Golden Sun at a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you continue Golden Sun two with the same thing. So Golden Sun three is not a continuation of two. It actually is a different character, I believe. Mm-hmm. But the first two were completely tied together. They but just I mean, went in right number the... two. Don't you start with a different character from one? No. Oh, because they they ended one like you would. And you keep the same Dijini from the first one. Yeah. So they tied cool, together specifically. I just want a cool 3DS RPG. I think that'd be great. I, At least get people here excited. Actually, with the 3DS, I hope... I want to see the 3DS before I start getting excited about a 3DS no, I'm RPG. Just saying, to get people really excited, I mean, okay, the hardware will wild for like a couple of days, but then once we look past the hardware, we're going to have to start looking at games. And I think if they really want to keep people's attention, they're going to have to have a, hit at least every niche, every market, like hit every kind of gamer, you know? Have a great action game, have a good platformer, have a good RPG, have a good action game, have, you know, just sort you know of what? hit those notes. It doesn't Ooh. really matter. Camelot did all the Shining Force games. All they have to do is Pokemon 3DS, and then they have their RPG. I didn't realize that. Um, so, you know Camelot, the last game that Camelot did before Golden Sun DS? What? Mm. New Play Control, Mario Power Tennis for 2008. Wii. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they kept doing those sports things. Yeah. Well, they threw in a Golden Sun in there and then stopped for a while. Mario Golf, Mario Golf, Mario Power Tennis, Mario po- Tennis Power Tour. We love golf. New play control power tennis. Golden Sun. I love golf. Canceled for the PC. <laughs> they must be a small team that just doesn't do anything else. They're very... I think they are pretty small. Interesting. But good stuff in general. I All haven't right, actually seen Nintendo say that there will be a Golden Sun, though. At the at E3? At the show. Yeah, yeah, they haven't said it's playable, have they? So I, but like... I don't know. I don't know where you see that list for Nintendo. We didn't uh, get an email, did we? Did you go to their press site and look? Yeah, no. I would have. Yeah. I thought we would have got emailed it. No, old. we never. <laughs> Do you know when you get emailed the login information for Nintendo's press site? Mm-hmm. When you're leaving their press conference. Yeah, I know. But you can probably go and check. It's probably already up. Sin and Punishment will probably be on there. That's for me. That's not, you guys don't care about that. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a, That's the shooter. <laughs> I know, but it was like, that's not RPG. That's something I'm looking forward to there, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you can keep, we can keep journals this uh, this year. Oh, like a few what? Years. Journals? Can... What is the journals? What's, I, people say that... I mean, Who cares? The, like, Twitter. Yeah. What, what do, you, do you really want to see a blog of me at E3? Like, a live uh, blogging at conference about, you... is fun, but doing the, the whole thing... Uh, Next, I, was just saying, I walked down the hallway the and I passed about. by Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's so Why cool. I love all the shiny lights that are in the show. All right, what is the opportunity to do what, Manny? To talk about the games that you wanted, the non-RPGs. It might be your, your, your chance to write it all out on the site. I'm thinking no. about that. 
I think writing about the RPGs is called your impression, and then you have your Twitter, and that is more covers than I think I need. Well, he's talking about the non-RPGs. Uh, who cares? Well, I want to cover Metal Gear Rising. You have your own blog for that. Yeah. That no but one I want reads. people to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a question for you later. Okay. Um, let's get to later sooner. So let's start <laughs> off, guys. What did you guys play this week? Do you have any picks or voids? I will tell I you I have nothing because it's been all E3 prep with my equipment for next week. So um, the only thing I played was some Super Street Fighter 4 with Manny last night, and I got my butt kicked hard. Yeah. We should never play with live people on the internet. Yeah, we, made it, we, we, we had some open slots, and we found the best players on the internet, and then somebody came and beat him. So, so it's like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> They're crazy good. I, I hate to say yeah, it. I got I, nothing. Way too busy working. <laughs> We've all been too busy. Yeah, you've been I doing mean, E3 prep for your company. Oh, yeah. See, because I've been doing working. E3 prep for my hobby, and Manny's been. What have you been doing? E3 prep. I got a plan, man. You know, you, you spent all the charts planning? and now we're going to get the ball games really? and everything. Oh. Oh. I, can, I even mapped your extracurricular activity to get to the baseball game. Yeah, you did that last night. What have you been doing the rest of the week? Planning, man. Planning. All right. Good job. All Plus, right. So. Yeah. It, it's going to be. You're gonna have to share the... that plan with us at some point. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's been planning how to hit all the the side parties. <laughs> the optimal route to get as many buffets as possible. <laughs> be awesome. Ah, the goal at E3 is not buy any of your own booze. No, I'll buy some. Because you got to tip well too. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean. You know, the open bars and stuff. Yeah, you still got a tip. You don't just take it for free. Oh, no, tips. you just take it for free, actually. <laughs> Whatever. Depends on how cute she is. What if it's a guy, Mike? No. They don't get tips. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I don't walk up to the guy at the bar. I walk up to the girl at the bar. The guy is for the girls. The girls are for you know, the guys. That's obvious. Or unless you swing the other way, and then you can do whatever you want. But you go to the one that's attractive to you. Okay. They're just giving you up. Oh, They're Robo you again. Drinks. He's Robo again. Yeah, we've been doing this a long time. We got yeah, it twice. We got it twice. That means it's about time to wrap up. I feel like that we've been doing a lot of like post podcast chatter at this point. Yeah. Um, so let me let me tell you guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, tell you about how to f- give us some feedback in the show. So few ways first off go to our boards message boards board.rpgamer.com let us know what you like there go to the latest updates thread and post your um post your uh you know your stuff your your, your message you can also email us at podcast at rpgamer.com you can send us a audio file at podcast at rpgamer.com we'll play it on the show like we did earlier you can also give us a call on google voice which has a number associated with it which is 608 um Something, 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 <laughs> something, 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 something. Oh. I had this memorized, and then I started to memorize my home phone number. Which... Why would you memorize your home phone number? You have a phone. What? I know, but it's getting tiring to have to look it up every time. Just like this. Why? What are you looking it up for? Um, to put it into places so people can call me at my home number instead of my yeah. cell phone number. Don't you just text them your contact or something? I don't have a texting plan. Texting's stupid. 
Um, I'm going to text you right now. 6087. That's cost me a a dime. You better not. (laughs) 608-729-4098 is our phone number for voicemail. 608-729-4098. We appreciate your feedback there. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. And on there, you'll find a list of all our Twitter contact info. I believe that's everything. Um, You can also join us in the chat room live during the show, like we've been having feedback from the audience audience today by going to irc.esper.net with your favorite M... uh, Rather, your favorite IRC client. I almost said your favorite MIRC client. Uh, yeah. Manime. Manime. Yes, M's everywhere. <laughs> your favorite IRC client. Check that out. You can also watch the show live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern by going to rpgamer.com slash live. During the E3, we'll be keeping up with you with our YouTube account. That's uh, youtube.com slash rpgamer.com. It's spelled out rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Michael says 10 cents ding on his <laughs> SMS message. Thank you. <laughs> I told you I texted you. There you go. And, and uh, uh, assorted yeah. event pictures will be on our Facebook page. Yep, Facebook.com/slash/rpgamer, I believe. And uh, let's see, that's pretty much it. Uh, look forward to coverage. We'll have uh, YouTube videos going up. We'll have stuff on the front page. We'll have impressions from the show. We'll have some. I'm going to try and do some live blogs from how many conferences that we're in. Um, so keep your eyes peeled, and oh. we'll have those live blogs posted on our index at rpgamer.com. Let's do some dinner time. Uh, let's try to do some dinner time podcasts. I would we'll, love to do yeah. a podcast from Bethesda's party. Ooh, we'll try and do some. Some dinner time podcasts and we'll catch up live and see if maybe oh. maybe we can each even find those cheap ass gamer guys and uh, get them to be on though I doubt it finally <laughs> if you guys actually want us to do if, if since we're, we're going to be doing very interactive you can get a hold of us on twitter anywhere send us some messages tell us what you guys want to see tell us what games you want coverage for help just say hey I'm in the area come and meet us well I, I mean care. we're going to try and do everything since it doesn't sound like there's that many RPGs so don't worry too much about that but if there's something that was announced that you think we're going to overlook schedule, right? it, well what You've seen our meeting schedule. We only have like three hours a day to actually do anything. Well, good, because this show floor is probably not going to be that impressive. Um, and I need you guys on the show floor. Remember? I want to do like some professional news segment stuff. Yeah, so I, I need know. To you want to take you guys pretend we know what the hell we're doing. Yeah, so, so. we're going to have to talk to some people. I'm going to need you to convince them it's okay to tape them, and, and we'll, we're going to do that. Oh, well, I just speak, and they're like, oh, yes, you can do whatever you like. It's, it's what happens. <laughs> you don't understand. Michael, for some reason, he, I will go up and be told, no, you're an idiot. Go away. Michael will walk up. He's he's He goes out with the lady later for dinner, and I don't <laughs> understand it. Hey, speaking of which, Not get quite that so- bad, besides my social calendar. I know, I know, but she invites you to the party or something. Is oh, what yeah. I mean. And it's crazy. She's like, oh, yeah, come see this game and talk about this and meet the producer. And, oh, would you like to come to the party later? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, like, I, get- I'd already given up on them. And I get back to the hotel room. And it's like, what is that bag of stuff you got? Oh, I got it from the people that you weren't able to talk to. They gave me all their swag. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you get us to, into the Sony VIP area to check out all their games? Because oh, yes. otherwise we're going to have to wait, like, three-hour lines. Hmm. You did last year. You should do it again this year. Yeah, who? Well, who? Me? Him. In general. Oh, can... oh, that Sony VIP area. Yeah, that's hard to get into. No, it's not. Seriously, it's not that hard. It's like an area upstairs of two bouncers. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's pretty full up there. I'm like, no, it's not. I can see it. So we go up there and there's like, most of the stations are empty. I'm like, yeah, man, it's packed. I don't know how you ever handle it. Jeez. Just let us up and let us play the games and we'll leave. There was one room I was able to get into at one of these events. What what was that? Had, it was run by Sony. They had PSPs and stuff in there. Just no, you really the want to be is the Sony Europe room. That's the place to be. Why is that? Uh, just developers hang out on lounge chairs. Uh, there's food everywhere. And because it's Europe, they actually talk about stuff and tell you information. Nice. 
Oh, that's right. Europe just leaks everything, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> what? We have news? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, oh. oh, we've had some rough development time. We don't know. We're probably going to cancel the title. But... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like, someone right. tell us that last year? <laughs> so honest. We were, yeah, we were, we were like looking at the demo, and they're like, yeah, we don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> what game? What? Which game? I don't know. It was some... Oh, you got to uh, remember. Let me it know It wasn't later. an RPG, though. Right. We, we were just kind of like... We were looking in general, and they were just talking to us while we were waiting to play Mag. And they were just like, yeah, they were talking about some other game. I'm like, I don't really care. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to work out. And I says, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what was it last year? Last year I was playing Fat Princess in some room that they had. That was fun. Oh, was that the PSP Go room? Uh, it, well, no. Maybe it was two years ago then. When did Fat Princess come out? Yeah, it was the PSP room where they had like a bunch of PSPs. Yeah, they had a PSPs, PSPs but not PSP Goes. No, this is. Yeah, was, I think so. Because Miyamoto was, before... was there checking it out. And everyone got pictures of Miyamoto looking at a PSP Go and just examining it. Oh, okay. Right. He was not pleased. All, I just had this nice lady from Q Entertainment like showing me around a, uh, you know, Pixel Junk. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this was before. This must have been two years ago because it was Pixel Junk. Yeah, Eden. it was two years ago. Yeah, Pixel Junk Eden. So, all right. Uh, anyway, um, check that out. We are very excited to do this again. I love going to E3, so look forward to that. And we'll see you next week. And well, I guess during the week. So, for now, bye everybody. Bye bye. See you like in a day. <laughs> <laughs>